0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code Wondery at Byte.com. That's BYTE.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE.
1: Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. You can listen early and ad-free if you subscribe at patreon.com slash Sunranto and join the 103 other Super Ranters who subscribed at patreon.com slash Sunranto. There are perks at every level. Please join today and become a super ranter and support Cubs podcasting. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins, sitting rain. in the bleachers in the sitting rain. In the in the rain. In We've the shed rain. a million tears and drank as many old south ears out at the gate. Let's go coffee Son With Michael Son And Crawley Son And the love of a loser Son With Michael Son And Crawley Son And the love of a loser Sunrato Well, I, you know, I you sounded so thankful in that scream. I I could tell you were thankful to be alive. Uh, I was and, and, thankful to have lungs, baby. Yeah, baby. You have lungs that can breathe. Lungs. Um, no COVID lungs. Just real lungs. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show Shanksgiving special. Thanksgiving. Um It's not really a special. Yeah, I was going to do something big and fancy, invite everybody out. But, you know, it is what they call in the business... I don't know what business that is, but Blackout Wednesday, um, where everybody comes home and they get with it. Yeah, Carly's already out his way. He's got a what kind of beer are you drink there, Carl's?
2: It's a uh, nuglaris Pear Twenty One.
1: Oh, is it uh, made of pear? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, is yeah. Is there partridge in it too? In a pear tree? Yeah, exactly.
3: Emily brought a few of those Picked home. Picked up she when really I'm throwing down. I've got the uh, Celebration Fresh Hop IPA from Sierra, Nevada.
1: See, you're celebrating now in a out. bottle. A celebration. I am drinking cranberry uh, raspberry seltzer water, so I'm not joining you so far. I always wait. It's like it, I'm I'm trying not to do the show drunk anymore. That's what I'm thankful for is me coming to my senses. Um, well, uh, most of the Cubs news is bad, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Uh, but I, get, I guarantee you the uh, – the people who are live in Tennessee and watch Smokey's games, they they've got a lot of thankfulness to go around because it seems that by the performances by you know Christian Vasquez and uh, who's the, the pitcher we got for Chris Bryant, uh, uh, Killian, Caleb Killian, like Caleb Killian. It seems like people who live in minor league towns have more to be thankful about about the Cubs. But we're gonna go through some of this bad news. That we got, and once again, thank who I'm thankful for is our Patreon supporters who are actually bringing you to this show right now. 100%. Thank yeah. you very much. Who so we do it for. So, uh, big news, uh, and here's the big news that I'm thankful for. You guys, we've been saying the Cubs aren't going to do shit. Uh, they're not going to sign anybody big, and we all have to eat our words right now because they made the biggest splash of the offseason by a, a huge trade, biggest trade I've seen in a long time, where the Cubs have traded to uh, cash. All it cost him was money. No players even changed hands from the Cubs for Jose Ramirez. It's amazing. Ooh. This guy, five uh, times, oh wait, see, three time All Star, got MVP boats um, five times in his career, 36 dogs last year. OPS of near 900 was 993 in $2, 2020. He's uh, a monster. Crawley, 855 lifetime OPS. We, 141 OPS him? plus last year. Uh, I'm scared it might hurt him. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean,
3: do you want
1: to, Why don't you tell
3: him? You I don't want to be the bearer of bad news on a Thanksgiving holiday.
2: Da- Danny. Um, <laughs> so it, happy. It, it, it's you got the wrong Ramirez, buddy. I'm I'm sorry to be the one to have to tell yeah,
1: you. It said the Guardians uh, traded Ramirez to the Indians. So I looked up Ramirez on the Indians. It's I Jose Ramirez. There it is. Yeah, 26 uh, OPS lifetime plus. He's only It, 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 it lose is an, Chris Bryant to get Ramirez this is incredible.
3: It's an actual H, not just the H sound. It's it's Harold, not Jose. Harold, Harold Ramirez. Ramirez, yeah, Harold. Yeah, mean I mean, you know guy? who Harold
1: Ramirez is, right? You mean this guy?
2: Well, this <laughs> there you not go.
3: Done.
1: Oh come on, you guys are. Uh, God damn it! Yeah, yeah, uh, I hate to be the bearer of
3: bad news. There,
1: I know. Well, look at this. Um, we got Harold Ramirez. <laughs> so, um, it, now the biggest part of the news is him. Because he's 5'10, 232. A big boy. He's a big boy. 5'10, 232.
3: That was. Uh, that might be me now, but that was definitely me uh, many years ago when I had to lose a ton of
1: weight. <laughs> you think you're 5'10. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says on my driver's license. Um, um, so, come on, I mean, guys. I don't know that we needed Harold Ramirez. We certainly needed Jose a lot more. Um, so this guy's got a little pop in the bat, I guess. You know, he's maybe will hit you 20 if they let him out there all year, but that'd be a stretch. Um, you know, OPS plus of 91. Uh, Miami let him go. Um,
2: <laughs> Why? So- Why would they let him go?
1: Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, so I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at here. Uh, we, I don't know why we needed him uh, at all because if you look at the Cubs outfielder situation right now, uh, this is the 40-man roster. These are guys that have actually already been to the big leagues. Greg Dykeman, we saw him last year. You got to figure he might figure into uh, something, especially because he bats from the left side. Ian Happ, obviously. If less they, I had this weird thought. What if they don't tender him a contract? Oh, I mean, my goodness. $8 million, like, why, you know, I don't know. They probably will.
3: I mean, Michael, that, that's been their MO, right? And
1: that's what they, they did, did. Run too. up the
3: price and then just let them go if they're not doing what they want.
1: Now I was walking around, and I just, like, stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, holy shit, he and might not be on the team next year just because they don't <laughs> want to spend the money. Uh, 8000000 million, they're saying. Uh, Michael Hermosillo, who we saw, liked. I liked him, what I saw of him. Uh, Jason Hayward. I don't know what they're going to do with him at this point. Uh, he's just dead money. Uh, Rafael Ortega, we liked what we saw. Then you got Harold Ramirez, and then Nelson Velasquez got added to the 40-man roster. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe we could see him sooner or later, considering, uh, you know, uh, the uh, he's definitely coming to spring training, I would say. Get, if he tears it up, maybe he makes a team. I don't know. He's great um,
3: in Arizona. Yeah. So, I I'm mean
1: – <laughs> do but it in all, spring. We all know spring and Arizona numbers translate to Chicago. Yeah,
3: one hundred percent. Going <laughs> from that ninety degrees, degrees right into sp- April first, so thirty-two.
4: What do
1: you think? What do you think? Um, uh, do you think? Um, why? Why do? Why did they do this? What's the it's, point of this?
2: You're just looking. Uh, just I mean, there's nothing really big about it. It's not a big move. It's just trying to pick up some depth. Nothing more than that. Not not anything that's designed to shake shake everything up or anything like that it
3: just felt like the one place we didn't need depth it's it's smart they're spending their money smartly danny this is what it looks like when you spend money smartly thoughtful spending thoughtful spending (laughs) thoughtful
1: intelligent spending
2: you know what it is
3: thoughtful spending they thought it was jose ramirez
1: (laughs) 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 just like danny So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, whatever. It was. It's kind of sad that that's where we are with with uh, you know the moves. But I mean, I I would imagine, I, I would hope that you know we joked about uh, what Doug Glanville tweeted out last week when he looked at the uh, the infield depth chart. <laughs> was, you know, and, and it was all the same person. Uh, who was it?
2: It was uh God, the second baseman um, no, uh, no uh,
1: yeah, uh, God, you're killing me here. I can see uh, him
2: right there. Yeah, I know, I know who exactly.
1: I can see, I can see his face I could see I, I could see him laughing at that dude that that um uh, ripped his pants <laughs> right. last year. But I can't think of his damn name. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think there's gonna be a lot of that this season.
1: Well there was a there's a lot of that right now. Uh you know, there's um and, and Sergio Alcantara. There you go. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that right now, even with you, these guys that were there signing because nobody's a name. You know, like we didn't get – they didn't buy Jose Ramirez. You know, they bought Harold. So it's just like, you know, even the guys that they get, you know, when they get these signings, they're like, oh, we're going to see this guy maybe all next year. Maybe, you know, he's he's in the outfield all next year um, because that's who they just go with. And we, and we And I guarantee, like, we still won't know what we're looking at, because it's not somebody that they really would have a future plan with. It just reminds me of, even though they said they're not turning anything, anything down, it reminds me of those times when, uh, you know, you'd look out in the, in outfield, uh, the Nate Shearholtz years, you know what I mean? We are like, well, I guess this guy's okay. And when Nate Shearholtz, the best guy on your team, like it's Harold Ramirez, Nate, gonna Nate be the best Sheerholtz guy on the is, team by the end of next year. Like, you know what I mean?
3: Nate Shearholtz is still, uh, my oldest son, one of his favorite players ever.
2: (laughs) You know, it's, it's, and I've talked about it before. I think that by the end of next year, you will see the Cubs maybe break the top five of minor league farm systems. I think if you were just talking about 17 to 20 olds, like break it, like ruin it. I I, I'm saying break (laughs) into it, but I could see the Cubs being, having the best young talent. When you talk about single and double a, um, but there is not going to be any big signing this year. Anything that's going to be, like I said, th- th- what would, what would the point of it be? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, even if you hypothetically signed Carlos Correa, what would you be hoping to get out of you, that?
1: Y- y- yeah, it's like we're going to talk about Stephen Matson missing on that signing in a little bit. It's just like great—you get Stephen Matz, you still need more pitching. Like you, now, you still need to go get Robbie Ray. You know, like so you got to do something else. Um, we've I talked like what about little this. Little Yumper th- says, <laughs> "Little Yumper says Cubs are shopping the knockoff brand aisle instead of Frosted Flakes. They are getting sugar flakes." Oh right yeah, you? yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, Harold Ramirez wears just a. No pinstripes, just all plain white, and it just on the black Ramirez on the back. It's like the
1: generic brand Ramirez. Spells wrong. They get it from China. <laughs>
3: but again,
2: if what what we're seeing right now is obviously, you know, nobody's tearing anything down. But it, it's not a, a rebuild like it. Like when we rebuilt when the Cubs rebuilt, starting the Theo years in 2011, that was literally everything from the ground up.
3: Okay, that was actually they they rebuilt their facilities in the dominican they rebuilt the uh wrigley field they rebuilt uh taco bell i mean the Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Mesa. Mesa? they rebuilt sloan like they did all- well that wasn't a rebuild that was just a build
2: the whole farm system was shit what they had here was shit the facilities were shit that was a complete rebuild what she, what you should see right now is a retool similar to you saw the Yankees do it. You saw remember Boston how exciting do it.
3: all that was, though. I do remember that. Like now that we just went through that like list of things that they did, I remember being super excited during that rebuild. I feel right. di- different now. Well,
2: like I said, what what you did was you rebuilt everything, and they found they identified what they thought were the next pieces moving forward. The Baez's, the, the, uh, the Bryans, the Schwarbers, the Russells. They took all those pieces and said, this is what we got. And then in 2014, they kind of started to make a little noise. And then in 2015, they start filling in the pieces with the big name free agents. That's your, your John Lester's the big one on that one. Joe Madden that year. And then the next year, you filled it in more with Zobrist and Hayward. Um, and, uh, I believe Lackey was that same year. But you're, you, what you're not going to do, what you want to do is see what you've got. And then fill in. So when these guys that are really, really good down there, whether you're talking about Nelson Velasquez or whether you're talking about uh, Brennan Davis, whether you're talking about Cole Franklin or uh, Braylon Marquez or whoever you got, what do you have? And then once you know, that's when you start kind of spending the big dollars. I don't see the Cubs being competitive this year. I don't see them winning the Central. And I see them getting guys that might be guys that you could flip. And we've talked about this before, right?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering is, is Harold Ramirez, even that guy. I mean, you know, Jack Peterson is, uh, I think, a much has a lot more uh, a pedigree. Then Harold Ramirez at this point, I mean, Jock has already played on championship teams. Uh, you know, it, it just has a, a lot more, uh, had a lot more experience, was definitely like more of a, a platoon kind of specialist, you know, somebody that would, could really help somebody down the stretch. I don't know that Harold Ramirez is that dude. Right. But, but you, um,
2: what you've got is you have to have bodies and, and you have to have got, some, some more depth, some yeah. more depth.
1: Somebody's got to play, but it's just like, what? Um, it, I, I mean, I, I just don't understand like a directionless situation. And then you get this news, and I just want to jump in to the next topic real quick, uh, before our next commercial break. But uh, Jordan Bastian said that Miguel Amaya is going to lose even more time because he's going to have Tommy John surgery, uh, per multiple sources. So that's going to be now not only did he miss last year of the of his development he he's
3: basically going to miss all of next year as oh. well if he gets if he's able to get in at all it's going to be in the September
1: time frame and 2020 was a lost year so that's 3 years in a row that Miguel Amaya is not going to be a that learning how to be a catcher one of the most important positions on the year like now that's really sad news and I'm very sad for Miguel Amaya I'm really sad for us because that was supposed to be the dude that was going we come may through.
3: we may never see him at this point
1: there is nope not not as a catcher I don't know what the hell they do with him but here's I mean there's a chance he comes back and still can do it. You know, I don't know. Like, it's getting worse and worse, like, the situation. I don't know. We can't count on him now. Well, I guarantee you that.
3: There's never been, like, if the Cubs were sort of holding a spot and hoping for Miguel Amaya, that ship sailed for at least another two years. There's never been a better time to extend Wilson Contreras. Like, they – Absolutely, they need to throw a fucking truckload of money at him right now because they have to. Their their backup is, and he wasn't even next year's backup. He was like 2023 backup if everything went well. And now it's looking more like 23, 24, 25. Like it's ridiculous. Back that fucking truck up to Wilson's house and just. Jump the money out.
1: I, I saw you smiling because were you thinking of that meme of like Wilson walking into negotiations like totally snagged out. I saw those going all around
2: Twitter, like, like the guy walking into the courtroom when he just, he's just strutting in. Yeah. yeah, this couldn't have been any better for Wilson and any worse for the Cubs. I mean, that's kind of where we are right now. Well, is that you're taking a look thing. and you're saying, "Oh my God, how could this?" Have... And again, how the hell the medical staff? Like, what, what the hell happened? Like. All of a sudden, he can't play all next year, last year because of what was it, a forearm?
1: Yeah. And well, then, then now, all of a sudden, know, he needs
2: Tommy John.
1: Yeah, they should know that you know if if it's the forearm's messed up. So it obviously, something's going on that would necessitate Tommy John surgery. Like, granted, you're trying to not have that surgery, but for how many months did he sit out? Seven, yeah, eight, all of the whole year, whole season, Six almost the whole year. So it's just like you know. This is just. Does this happen on other teams? I I would like to ask other podcasters. You can only put
3: ice on it for seven months, and then you got to go with like a surgery.
1: Well, and let me tell you, it's like it's not looking pretty. I was like, all right, let me think about this. So if they don't sign Wilson Contreras, who's going to catch next year? You can have him catch all this year, uh, and then who's going to would catch the year after? Who would be a free agent? Here is who you got: Tucker Barnhart. Sucks got Wilson Contreras, he's awesome, but you know, I'll put up his numbers while we're talking about this, okay? So you can peruse them for yourself. Uh, numbers, numbers haven't been as good since 2019 for Wilson, but um, uh, Omar Novaez, he was an all star last year for the Brewers, he's decent. Um, Gary Sanchez, uh, maybe, uh, Matt Stasi, he's older than Wilson, uh, uh Christian Vasquez, he's old, not good, Mike Zanino. He's old, but he was amazing last year with an 860 OPS and 33 dongs. He's got a $7 million option for uh, this coming year. But, like, you know, when you compare those guys to Wilson, who, I mean, what do you have to pay him now? You're going to have to make money. him
3: rich. Yeah. I mean, and I hear uh, Cap throwing out, like, fucking $17 million a year or something like that. This is stupid he give him like 22 a year. Give him 5 for 110.
1: Just well, remember fucking he, do it. He tweeted out blah 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 last week, so everybody was thinking that might be about some kind of contract negotiation but, and they've lowballed everybody. A, but a player of Wilson's
3: caliber at 110 million for 5 years, that's a fucking deal. 5 years down the road, that's a great deal. You know, and and one thing I hope they do in this fucking CBA is get rid of the whole AAV bullshit, so that they can actually structure contracts different, so that they could pay him fifty million in the first year, and then by the last year they're only paying him a million, and then they can get rid of him. People will actually take that contract. Whereas, like, you know, with uh, so with hey, Haywards, Hayward's,
5: for example, yeah. right,
3: Hayward's. Right. It's always that AAV is always going to be high. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, there's, and, you know, when it switches, when you go somewhere else, but they have no, uh, it does actually, Hayward's contract does sort of start to go down toward the end of it, but not enough because there's no incentive to do that. And even when they could do that, they always did it the other way, which I never understood. They'd be like, "We'll give you a dollar fifty this year, but we'll give you five hundred million in in when you're forty eight. When
1: you're forty eight, then we'll be, <laughs> we well, can get rid they're, of they're, it. They're counting on inflation, yeah. Because you know, I'm gonna I'll promise you ten dollars in fifty years, and you won't even be able to buy a pack of gum with it. You know what I mean? I'll, so, uh, yeah.
3: I'll pay you a burger today if you give me two burgers tomorrow. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so what I'm saying is, like, the catching situation – and you also got 29 other teams trying to find a catcher. And I may not all of them, but a fair amount of everybody's always looking for a catcher. But you had – you have Wilson here. And the thing that scares me is the same thing that happened with Wilson Contreras or what have happened with everybody else, that you had them here. You had – Bryant here. You had Rizzo here. You had Javi here, and you know even if it wasn't the best idea to lock all three of them up, the but now you lost them forever, and now they are a a a, a free agent of some prowess that is out there on the free market, and they probably don't want to come back. You yeah, know, well, I and, mean, why would you? yeah especially to this dump current dumpster fire but right now you have wilson he is here he doesn't necessarily want to pick up and move and figure out what it's like to be on another team he wants you to say wilson this is your team you're a cup for life maybe not for life but like for the next why not fucking yadi yadi his
3: his ass because honestly you can move him he's not a catcher for life he's a cub for life
1: yeah and you can you know, move the him to other on, positions the knock on wilson though the there's that the framing never came through as far as it-, it got a lot better he is an average catcher right he's
3: right at like if if i remember right because i don't have the numbers right in front of me but if i remember right his his defensive abilities the framing all that stuff he is average he's right at like the 99, one hundred and one 101 average. But when you look at his, but then you add to that offense. So you have your basic average guy, but then you add the offense to it and he becomes, you know, one of the top five catchers.
1: And on top of it, he can slug and he's a pretty good OBP guy. He, yeah. And, you know. and
3: looking at it, those numbers, Danny, if you pop those back up there real quick. So you were talking a little bit about how it's gone down since 2019. So 2019, was his best year. Right, but he played in 105 games. He played in 128 games this year. The year before, uh, he played in 138 games, and his OPS Plus was under 100 for the only time of his career. But if you see, he's got a sweet spot, right? That 117 right above that, uh, that's a 118 OPS Plus. So he's got a sweet spot right around that 120 games.
1: Rest him. You got to you, you, you need a good backup, and it was you like have Sevier's- to
3: have a guy backing up, and not twelve guys, and brothers of guys, <laughs> and somebody's cousin, all of that shit. You need fucking guys back there. You need. You know who you need is uh oh uh fuck I forgot his name but but we
1: just threw him into San Diego for
2: no Victor reason. The, oh, Victor Caratini. Victor Caratini.
1: Yeah, a, an actual playable a playable catcher who could be a starter on another team. Yeah. You need that guy. And that's it, exactly what you need. Crawley. What, what do you give you? You are giving Ricketts checkbook. You, you call down and, and you're, you pull a, a Cohen, a Steve Cohen on uh Jed And you say, yeah. I want, give me Wilson Contreras. Here's what I'm willing to pay him. I don't care. Just get it done. What do you, what do well, you do?
2: Uh, boy, you know, it's you know, and this is where we talk about the CBA. I mean, if especially if you have a designated hitter, you know, you have a lot of different roles that you could play. Wilson in, so you could go eighty to one hundred million. Especially
3: uh, Crowley, Crowley. Um, fuck off. Sorry, just I can't let that but, pass.
2: As is going to happen <laughs> though, you have you could you could now have Wilson. You can even have him in the lineup even when he's not catching. And you know, like I said, that catching takes such a toll. So you could go eighty to one hundred million. You know, eighty-five to hundred million looking at five years wouldn't be at the end of the world. You know, it, you know, you'd have him to be. You know, and I'm sure he could probably play some left field and stuff like that. But uh, first, even first they base, they need a first
3: baseman. I mean, Schwindel's only going to be at the top of his fucking game for like another two years.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Schwindel's old enough to be Wilson's dad. <laughs> That's how old you went down? <laughs> not quite. They're about the same, but and also Wilson is not old. You know what? Is he twenty nine? I think he's twenty nine. Yeah. Twenty nine or twenty eight. But yeah, be, but being a catcher, like, it's that
3: 20. 29, Yeah. See, but this is a game that they're playing. They're 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 playing baseball. On the abacus, right? So the number 30 shows up on the abacus and they're like, you know what? Let's just fucking keep him for one more year. We'll trade him next year and we won't extend him because everybody tells us after 30 catchers are no good. You know what I mean? Like they're not actually looking at the player. They're not looking at the person that's playing it, what they could do with them. They're just, you know, they've got the goddamn, uh, you know, algorithm telling them don't take this player right now because he's too old. They
1: want the algorithm to figure out how much everybody gets paid. Yeah. Remember that was their uh proposal. They're like, "Hey, uh let's let Fangraphs ward decide F-war what you what you get paid." Yeah, I um, say F-war too. Yeah. I believe that's somewhere in Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand or something. I believe that's how that got in there. Um but um, hey, why don't we take just a really quick uh, commercial break where I sell you t shirts and then we'll come back and talk about missing on mats. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt, bump uglies in a rancher long sleeve, ride the skin busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt, take old one-eyed to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire, or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors to choose from. Plus, at Son Swag Store, you'll find Vincent's John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Kammerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags and hats. Go to SonRanto.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing a soft taco in no time. SonRanto.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing SonRanto swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. SonRanto swag is not responsible for your sex life. SonRanto swag is for entertainment purposes only. We hope you didn't fill up on Turkey Day because at MyBookie, the fun is just getting started. This Cyber Monday, MyBookie is giving you a bet one, get one free promotion on the Monday night football games. On Cyber Monday, bet against the spread on the Week 12 Monday night football game. And whenever you wager up to $100, you'll receive that same value back in a risk-free bet for Week 13's Monday night game. MyBookie is the only sportsbook where buy one, get one means you're the one holding the bag. Don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag this Monday to get in on some exclusive promotion. To set the stage before you redeem the bet one, get one free promotion, why not wager on the biggest matchup of Week 12, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers in a clash of the NFC juggernauts. Don't look for either side to hold back. Bet the over and thank me later. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at mybookie. That's promo code S P O R T S D R I N K to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with mybookie. Well, uh, unfortunately, uh, I get, I, Crawley, you looked at, you seemed a little upset this morning. It's like, uh, I got it. <laughs> I got a text from bleacher Jeff today. He's just like, crawl's flipping out about Stephen Matz online. And I'm like, look at him. I'm like, I don't have time for this right now. I'm working, but, uh, <laughs> but like, you know, and then I, but I had, a, I thought about it for a moment. I looked up Stephen Matz in the middle of my job and I was like, uh eh. middle to back of the rotation guy. Kind of profiles as the same shit we already have, except for that he throws with his left hand. Which left is hand, you need, and then you know, and they said they wanted lefties, but uh, you know, what? You know, why did you want Matt so much? Uh it's just, here's the thing. It's just
2: that that realization that I was, and I was talking to Bleacher Jeff. We were going back and forth a little bit this morning, and uh, it was kind of like you, you guys have played musical chairs, right? And everyone you know moves around, the music stops, everyone sits on a chair, and then one person's kind of left stand, and then you're out. You know what I mean? We've been talking about how like, the one thing we haven't heard at all is so-and-so going to the Cubs, so-and-so on the Cubs. The Cubs are in on so-and-so. We haven't seen that on anyone. Matt's Matt's is the one guy we saw it on. (laughs) And, of course, we didn't get shit. And so it was just like, okay – You know, I get it. He's not Cy Young. I'm not sitting here crying because he's not on the team and we're not going to the World Series anymore. It wasn't about that. It's just more about that I just don't see that once it gets to a certain price, the Cubs are up. And and so you have two things that are gonna draw players to your team. Number one, who's writing me the biggest check? That's always gonna really drive everything. Number two do I have a chance of winning with this team? So if you're Clayton Kershaw, he won one, Justin Verlander, those uh, Max Scherzer, they're all World Series champs, but they're at the end of their career. And they could give you a good year or two, but where are they going to want to go? Do they want to sit around for a rebuild, for a couple-year rebuild? We're going to be good in three years. Don't worry, Scherzer. I mean, that's they want to go to a team that's ready to win now. They want to go back to the postseason now. The other guys are guys like Robbie Ray or, or – uh John Gray or some of those guys, they're going to be looking for the big contract. And I don't know if the Cubs are going to be willing to outbid some of the other teams that are hungry when you see names like the Angels. Okay, the Angels have, you know, been trying to get over that hump. And don't blame them for not spending. You know, they've made mistakes, of course, they've, the pool's They've coming, tried, yeah. But they've tried. But but there's other teams that are really, like I said, the Angels, the Blue Jays. We talked about Matts. Mats was pissed that he, he, he felt that there was an agreement between the agent of uh Matt's and the Mets and, and ownership. And, you know, there ain't no agreement until the name's on the paper. You All you got to do is watch Jerry Maguire to know that shit. If you don't have a name on the paper, it don't mean shit. So whatever uh Cohen's mad about, but watch Cohen get ready to come back and spend. And so I just am sitting here, and it's not just about Matt's. It's I think that the Cubs – I mean, John Gray's a big one that everyone wants, but you don't it, think everyone else wants him too?
3: Right. It's – it, y- it's not about mats it's indicative of their process the the cubs i mean the cubs have money we all know this they have money and this is what i was ranting about last week danny if they know a player that they want they if they actually, if they actually wanted mats they've got the money to fucking sign mats so don't be
1: you know don't well, fucking it, pussyfoot it, it around was, it and, and get beat just because you want to save twelve dollars. Well, it was what twelve million. I mean, it, something like that. Twelve million million a year or something. Like, I think it was the years that that bothered them, which was four years. Which I mean, you look at Mats. Like Mats was awesome back in twenty fifteen when he came out as a rookie. Twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen. I uh, didn't he. Pitch in the uh, NLCS NLCS against Mm -hmm. us and kicked our ass. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that clearly. It's been and he was decent last year with Toronto. I mean, you know, but the problem is like this guy doesn't profile like the you know doesn't have. He's a first of all, he's a contact pitcher. He's not a real swing and miss guy. You got no defense anymore. So uh, you know, I'm just saying like I. This guy's a pitch to contact guy. Aren't you looking? They just said they want high more to, to skew more high velocity. They want to say they want to do all this other stuff. So I think that if the price gets that high, it's okay to walk away from Matt's. And it's because here's who you got left. And I know this is, uh, you know, this isn't like a who's who of, you know, lefty superstars. Some of them are okay though. Uh, you got I mean, I'll just say the name real quick. You see Kikuchi, who we've also been uh, linked to Danny Duffy, Drew Sp- Smiley, uh, James Paxton, um, Robbie Ray, Scott Casimir, J.A. Happ, Martin Perez, John Lester. Uh, you can bring back why? Uh, Kwang Hyun Kim, who we know from the Cardinals, Alex Wood, Matt Moore, Carlos Rodon, Tyler Anderson, Brett Anderson. Hey, there you go, Crawley. Yeah. Brett Anderson out there. Uh, he's only thirty three. Um, Rich Hill, but I think in injured years he's probably a hundred and four. <laughs> right. um, Rich Hill, who
3: actually well, is that, that's how many? That's how many? Uh, all the dead uh cadaver tendons that he's got in his body.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cole Hamels, Wade LeBlanc, Dietrich Enns, who I've never heard of, and uh, Tom Malone, who I don't even know who that is. But Tom Bones Malone? Uh, you don't
3: we- know Tom Bones Malone? Why not give Cole Hamels a little more money?
1: Yeah, why not? Here's another 20-mil, Cole. Come on back. <laughs> there's Ricketts, again, has to go down there. He's like, oh, I fired the last guy for this. No, uh, no the, the the only guys on this list, and everybody's looking at it with us, the only guys on this list, and I did look a bunch of them up, the Usain Kikuchi guy, Kikuchi guy uh, interests me. Um, not a lot of mileage on the arm, and the strikeouts are there. Unfortunately what the problem with him is this platoon. Look at this platoon. It's awful. against right-handed batters in his major league career, which he's mostly faced, okay? Um, they have a 282 batting average, an 849 OPS, and um yeah, it's it's not good. a, one, a 111 OPS plus, but against lefties, he is light out. So he's a loogie, is what you're saying. He's a loogie, but he's also a starter. So it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> he's what a thinking? loogie like,
2: in an era when loogies are no longer allowed anymore.
1: Yeah, but he's also a starter. Like that's the problem. Like, so anyway, Kikuchi. I mean, he, the strikeouts are there. Absolutely, the hard contact uh, disturbs you, but you know, somebody's got a pitch. He turned down 13 million for the Mariners. I just – those are all lefties, by the way. Those are all the lefties left because they said they wanted lefties. Um, and then here's Kikuchi over his career. He's uh, not – he hasn't been good, as I said, and it's mostly the right-handed hitters that are touching him up. But, you know, 163 strikeouts in 157 innings. It's only 62 walks. You're going to take that. You know, the problem is they hit him. Gave up 27 home runs last year. So that's like Kyle Hendricksy um <laughs> not not great so uh let me put up the numbers the the guy's back up again uh drew smiley hey we rehabbed him might as well get him back and use him up now uh <laughs> quang, do
3: you'll get a do you think he'll give us like two million off of whatever should. the prices
1: yeah give him the give him the trainer discount um and the only other one that interested me was quang hyung kim because he could come over here from the cardinals you remember he was Great with the Cardinals that first year, but then he got hurt. But he obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah. So anyway, those guys interested me. Anybody on this list? Nobody. Nobody. How there, about. Like I
2: said, John Gray is the only pitcher to me that I'd be interested in. I'm I'm just looking at the list of available free agents. And I'm looking at based on F WAR. So, or I mean, based on WAR. And so you got Scherzer at the top at seven point two, Gossman at six point four. Rodon at 5.0. Rodon's an interesting one, but boy, that injury history scares me, and you know he wants multi-year. Kershaw. So when you talk about, like I said, uh, Scherzer and Kershaw, these he's are guys 37-34, th- you know what I mean? Uh, you got Robbie Ray, Zach he's 38. Yeah,
1: I only he's put 3.5. lefties on my list. Right. You, you got like-
2: Stroman, who everybody's talking about. Alex Cobb, uh, Tyler Anderson, John Gray, uh, Michael Pineda, Alex Wood. But again, there's going to be so many teams on all these guys because that lower, when you get to that lower tier of players, again, when you get to the Brent Andersons and the Matt Harveys and that kind of shit, you just kind of like, I don't know. I'm curious as.
1: I'm curious as to what people in the chat want to say. Like, if, if anybody on either the list that Crawley was going on, which was the mixed lefties, righties, or any of the lefty guys, uh, you know, compare this as gray are number one. I mean, one, no. two somewhere in there, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it, it the, the fact is, is like for these mid tier guys, now what I'm wondering is like, and this is a long shot, but like, wouldn't it be nice to have a guy? I'm dreaming on Robbie Ray. Here's a left handed dude. And I mean, I'm wondering, like granted, he did win the Cy Young, but so like his, his, you know, his, his stock is high right now. You're might be buying high 248 strikeouts in 193 innings. That's the thing
3: right there. 193 innings. That's the top of the league. Nobody, I mean, he, but he was almost hit 200 in this era. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, and but and with Arizona, he was pretty serviceable for a long time. But you know, we all know that, you know, your ERA goes up in Arizona just because of like how it works there in that ballpark. But you know, he had an ERA around four in 2019, 2018, same thing. He was an all star in twenty seventeen. I mean, you know, now is this the kind of kind of guy? He's twenty nine right now. Don't you think if you really liked his shit? You're going to figure that out and you're going to be like, I'm going to give you a John Lester-esque contract and I'm going to bring you on and you will be here for the next rebuild. You're a lefty with a lot of prowess. You're a strikeout dude. You're, who, you're exactly who profiles how we just said. They said they want this okay. exactly. They okay, want a lefty right. with who no, throws and hard that, and does a lot of strikeouts.
3: What, what was, was Lester's five years or six? It was five, right? <laughs> So, 155 plus an option, right? 155 over five years plus an option. Yeah. And I think they paid, I think they gave him like two million bucks to leave, right? Right. Right. Yes. If Robbie Ray would take that, that would be amazing because that's going to be the fucking best deal ever. I don't think he takes that at all, especially not now, right after the Cy Young. Or, or, you know, whatever he's got going on, like he's just not going to do that. That's he's a $200 million guy. And, but if you think about it, like the inflation over those years, I would give it to him. I would roll that dice, but I don't see the maybe he loves deep doing dish. That. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he him named him his, his dog here. Wrigley. There we go. We're starting that. Yeah, he, again. Named, <laughs> he named his dog Deep Dish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be, I mean, why can't we dream? I mean, they can afford him. They you can afford I mean? everybody they want. And you, and you build on it. You, you've signed up Wilson. You set, you got the money right now. You, you got Hayward coming off the books. He's your biggest, highest paid player right now. There's absolutely no reason you don't start. You, uh, you, if the guy is there that you're talking about that you want, he's exactly what they said they wanted. Now, maybe they have them, him for one year that they don't need him. That's this year. But then you have him for the other four years when you start to build it, build it, build it, and you start getting some of these guys coming. I'm just saying, uh, and and Crawley, I know what you're saying too, is like until they actually see dudes playing well that are coming up, they're not going to do shit. Right.
3: That's that's what I'm
1: thinking. He's the guy
3: at that stage could be that veteran anchor along with Wilson that would help them get over – the get those young guys where they need to be like, that's his value. And and I don't know anything about him outside of the pitching. So I don't know if he's like a good clubhouse guy or not, if he is a leader, but if he was, if he was a Lester, like truly a Lester type, he could be the kind of guy to help lead your team in those last couple years when these young guys come up and maybe you make, you know, some big noise.
1: Yeah. I mean, it could be – I mean, that's uh, – you know, we we have to have something to hope on. It's Thanksgiving, goddammit. Um, Corey uh, writes in, we will get Kyle Zimmer just released by the Royals. Scratch and dent Ben Gamble. I think we'll see – Does he have
3: an arm kind of problem? Crap. I mean, are, are we still in the – that's what I want to know. Are we still in arm problem pitcher mode? Because that was Theo's whole last, like, three years – uh, I don't know yet if Jed is still doing that. Are we yeah. still
1: doing that? Yeah, the Tommy John thing only for catchers now. Well, just anything, anything is, wrong. and anybody injured, yeah, we're we're getting you. So, uh, just a, a couple now. One guy, I just wanted to bring this up real quick. One guy that if you're not going to go for it, and if he would take less, and and he's probably falls under the category of dudes that want to be with a team that's going for it just just to have one last hurrah. But if he's willing to still pitch. Rich Hill and his long illustrious <laughs> career is available. He is forty-one years old, and I'm like, why not? It gives an old guy like me hope. Uh, you know, he's closer in age to me. Than- he just uh, it, it, doesn't. He also
3: throw eighty-eight.
1: Like, yeah,
2: yeah, but he's got that killer curveball to go with it. I mean, like that is one. I mean, like when he is not when he's healthy, which is rare. I mean, that guy can throw, but Jesus, he just I can't believe he's still in the league. I can't believe he's lasted this long. I can't believe he's made as much money as he has. It's absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, I remember sitting there in two thousand seven watching him suck against the uh Diamondbacks.
3: Yeah.
2: First pitch. Was it God, who was it? Who gave up? First pitch of the game. Boom, we weren't even sitting down. We were still cheering, gives up a home run to dead center.
3: It's like, like oh, yep. It's going to be one of those. Oh, yeah, is it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> And Rich Hill's the one that always has a blister on his finger, right? Yeah, like Rich Hill's blister
1: is is yeah, <laughs> Rich's big blister. Thing. Yeah, that was the original lyrics of uh, Sister Christian, actually by Night Ranger. <laughs> Rich's <is laughs> blister now, my time has come. Uh, oh so, God! Uh, anyway, around the MLB, there's a little bit of news, uh, the, and they've moved up the MLB tender uh, deadline, so you got to be tender to contract by the 30th, which is uh, less than a week away. And uh, this kind of really – so there could be a lot of action between 1130 and twelve two for the non-tender guys. And it's going to be like this mini free agency period before the lockout. So it's just kind of wild. I, I wish it always happened like that. Like 24 hours in Vegas, all the players get signed. Like, let's well, go, me, let's go. Me-
3: They do that in like the NBA. They have like one. They have like one month, and then if you don't sign your guy in that month, you have to wait until spring training or training camps or something like that before you can start to sign guys again. And uh, yeah, that would be fucking amazing if, like, so obviously now the fucking World Series goes to goddamn November every year, so you do it until. I don't know, December 10th, December 7th, a day that will live in infamy. You end it (laughs) every year. December 7th, and you find out who's on what team.
1: It's already set up that way. They got the winter meetings. They got the GM meetings. Like, they could be doing all this shit right then. So I don't see what the holdup is. But the only people that this really affects is Wilson Contreras, who obviously they're going to tender a contract to, and Ian Happ, who... You know, if you're saying that they're like freaking out over eight million dollars and if they don't want to have to be part of this team really, then they might schwarber him. And that would be a surprise, I think. I mean, they have Harold Ramis or Ramis.
3: <laughs> Ramirez. <laughs> Harold Ramis is a dead movie did you, director. Did you see Ghostbusters or
1: what, what right, yeah, but say. I was
3: thinking about that earlier.
1: <laughs> so uh, so anyway, I I would I don't know, that would be a shock. If they didn't tender hap, um, and then, but then it, you get like these situations where the Cubs, they're not doing shit, but then you got a team like the Rays who you're always joking, like, oh, they're all their guys are guys you've never heard of who they developed and blah, blah, blah. But then they went ahead and they gave, uh, up to $223 million to Wander Franco, who obviously they expect big things out of that could look like a great deal. It, but, it but it's could like, look like it, a bad if tip, he only wants 20
3: the, million a year. Right. But if he wants a 223, it's, 12 years yeah yeah that's a fucking that's a great deal for the race if they really like him if you know he's a good player uh they're gonna have him forever you know yeah. and 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 it's honestly because it's spread out for so long he's never gonna be out completely of trading him you know but yeah. it's uh it, it's one of those things i, I unless saw he's so he's terrible many, unless i saw so up. many people yeah unless he's terrible but I saw so many people out there like, why can't the Ricketts do this? The Ricketts offered this. The Ricketts offered that exact amount, like, basically to Chris Bryant. He didn't take it because that's not Chris Bryant money. That's, prob- that, that's probably not even Wander Franco money. They got fucking lucky that he decided that St. Petersburg, Florida, of all fucking places, is a great place to live and work.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's the same thing that happened to Anthony Rizzo is, is that if, if Wander Franco sucks, well, he ripped off the raise. And if he's decent, well, it wasn't the worst contract. And if he's great, it's a steal. It's one of those type of deals. You know what I mean? You're, you're a kid and you're yeah. going to be offered $200 million. You're fucking dumb if you don't take it. Yeah. Okay. Cause there is risk on the raise side. And if you're the raise and this guy's the real deal that you truly believe he is, well, then you lock him up for his career and you have a face of your franchise. So. You know, it, it's, it's a win-win for, I think, pretty much everybody.
1: Now, what you need now are fans, which maybe yeah, they now, were planning on getting fans. with Wander yeah. Franco. Um, so, And then the last little bit of news I, I saw around the MLB is that Quintana signed with the Pirates. And he was pitching down in the Dominican, and he looked pretty good down there. Um, that's pretty high level of competition. And uh, then he signed with the Pirates. And I was like, you know, that one might have been a freaking decent option for a left-handed pitcher with, like, some high velocity. I'm just saying. I know I'm we've so all moved done. on. I'm, I'm just so saying. Done. I'm just saying. He's going well, to you know, clean, Give- clean our clocks. He's this- going to clean yeah, our clocks. Yeah,
3: that's the problem. Like, you you signed him for whatever. I doubt that the uh, Pirates gave him a ton of money. So you signed him for that amount of money to, play, to pitch for the Cubs again because at least he's not on the Pirates and – Yes, every time he sees the Cubs, he's going to fucking no-hit us.
1: At least he beats the shit out of the Brewers. We talked about
3: not living
2: in the past, but that is exactly what I did this last weekend. I absolutely immersed myself in the past. I bathed in the past. I soaked it in. I went to the Chicago Sports Spectacular back large and in charge at the Rosemont Center. Uh, it was absolutely a ton of people there. Uh, no COVID anymore. Uh, yep, that, so- that, that looks <laughs> like a
3: big COVID cavern right there.
2: <laughs> um, speaking of Wilson, uh, he looked a little hungover. I'm not going to lie. This was <laughs> 10 in the morning.
3: And uh, Wilson is in sunglasses. Wilson black. is the He's- guy on the left, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad he was feeling.
1: It was like so, Starsky and Hutch.
2: Wilson's <laughs> in sunglasses there, and and here's the thing: as I've seen players do that before, but they Kinda do this thing like where eye, you eye, get eye, eye a little bit. You, you get they do this thing where you get to go, and I know there's going to be some jokes here. You get to go in the booth and get a photo, you know, with the player. He actually yeah. took his photos with the sunglasses on.
3: Oh, yeah, because that flash, that could hurt. Yeah, exactly. So
2: that was funny. Uh, I saw a good old maybe, uh, so, maybe had
1: cataract surgery.
2: Uh, I did get this picture of me and Wilson signed over from Club 400, so that's kind of a cool one there. Uh, enjoyed doing that. And then I'm walking around, and who's in a booth but Ryan Dempster? He's
3: Crawley, Crawley. Brian, uh, what's going, going on, there, buddy? Yelling at you like, nobody's here, Carly. Nobody's <laughs> coming to my thing. Come over I mean, here. I mean, he was wearing like a why
2: sweatshirt and a me? camo hat. Like, I'm like, what in the hell? I, like, like, he's by a snack bar. So I was talking to Dem for a little bit, having a good time uh, in between
3: <laughs> Nobody's talking to him. He came in camouflage and then fucking wondered why nobody noticed him.
2: But, uh, you know, after that, I saw Ryan Sandberg, which was cool. I got this 16 by 20 here of the Sandberg game. I was able to finally, finally find a photo that was pretty decent. And so that's the Sandberg game with all the stats on there with Don Zimmer giving him the high five coming around, uh, home plate, uh, third base. And we talked about artists. This is from Lauren Taylor. She's a phenomenal artist. She does, she's MLB licensed, but this is a Ryan Sandberg. Uh, if you could see this, this thing's a, a, a beauty right there.
1: It's like a Sandberg uh, within a Sandberg. It's like Sandberg's wearing himself on a shirt for the podcast listeners. I'll try now, to describe what you're saying.
2: <laughs> the person that a lot of people were excited about that kind of came last minute was Benzo. Benzo was back in town. We're wondering if, you know, he had to, uh, you know, he has to kind of pony up some money to the psychopath.
3: Benzo um, looks a little thin there, doesn't he? He and did. He I thought the Amish. same thing. You, he looks yeah. skinny. Amish.
1: Hush. Yeah, well, you know, some people deal with uh, their divorces in weird ways. He's probably under a lot of stress right now. That divorce is not done. And, you know, some people drink themselves fat or eat themselves fat. And some people starve themselves thin in that uh, regard. Some
3: people drink themselves thin. And I've been trying to figure out how to do that for <laughs> fucking ever.
1: Well, keep trying.
2: I got a picture of Zoe at Club 400 with myself, and then I got, I'm working on this piece. I got six guys out of the 25 of the trophy piece, so Ben went up top there.
1: Cool. You got Benzo, KB. Who's that? No, I don't, I I
2: have uh, two catchers. I have Contreras and I have Miggy. I have Benzo and David Ross, Chapman and Schwarber on this thing. Okay. So the next day, good old Kerry Wood. So I got Kerry Wood's 20K game. That's a picture from the game signed. Everybody was was there. Yeah, just it cost a shit ton of money, the only thing that sucks. Um, and then uh, this was a blast from the past. Do you know who that is, Danny?
1: Mitch Williams, baby.
2: Yeah, yeah. he was excited to talk to us. Uh, you know, We were talking about the song, about the Lenny Dykstra song. He didn't have a real big line, so I was able to kind of shoot this shit with him, uh, get some stuff signed. But uh, obviously the big person that also came who his line was massive was uh, – <laughs>
1: Corey writes in to Crawley, don't trust pastors, Ben Zobrist. (laughs) That'd be a wonderful inscription.
0: (laughs) This was, uh,
2: clearly the biggest, uh, got get right here was Joe Madden. He, I I never remember him doing a public signing since they won the world series. He was there. It was a huge deal. A real cool thing is that I'm, I'm waiting in line and here comes Kerry Wood and him and Joe Madden are talking in this picture here and they were just having a good old time laughing. But, uh, Here's a picture of me and Joe. I can't tell you, he was the nicest guy to everybody. And, you know, again, you pay for every fucking autograph, every inscription. But you know what? Some of the guys barely even look up. Yeah, okay, here you go. Move on, kid, whatever. Joe Madden, I appreciate you coming out. Thank you. Oh, I, you know, you say something, he would just respond. He would have a kind word for everybody. I was there taking some pictures for other friends that were getting stuff signed. And he was as nice a guy as you could. You, I just wish ever, I could have taped him and Benzo taped it and showed other players and be like, this is how you fucking appreciate the people that are coming and making your ass some money. Really walk, good guy.
3: Walk straight over to uh, Wilson's table. Wilson, notice, look, no, no sunglasses. They're, right. they're, they're, they're stone cold sober.
2: <laughs> this is a picture right here though that our friend Austin Plock did of uh Wilson and uh Matt Joe, and Huggins. I got them signing both that's uh Wilson and Joe Huggin. That was from Joe's last game in St. Louis, and so I got them to both sign that. Beautiful. Uh and then I figured I'd get some two legends here. I got Lee Arthur Smith, my guy, I love him. And uh Fergie Jenkins, who we're talking about next, because this man right here, who is also at the at the spectacular, that's Lucilla.
3: Dude, Lucella, he's rocking, he's rocking the jean jacket, popped collar. Hell yeah. Living the life. Well, you know um, you know
2: where he graduated from? Uh, No.
1: John Hersey no, High School. No, but it was 1984, oh, no I'm sure.
2: Graduated from John Hersey High School, and he is the one that is doing the Fergie Jenkins statue. Uh, well, that Fergie which I got it right
1: displayed. here. Uh, here's, here's the Fergie Jenkins statue, and uh, it's pretty cool to see it in its... Uh, Kind of infancy here. I'm sure it's going to be up on a big pedestal, but it's actually kind of how you remember and think of Fergie. You know, up yeah. on the mound, and the. Well, I guess that would kind of be more 70s Fergie, wouldn't you say? Before he came, that not that's not 1984 Fergie when he came no, back in the of his career, no. but that's yeah. you know that's more 70s Fergie, and or maybe even late 60s Fergie. But and it 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 just looks great, and I can't wait till they have it in have it uh, at Wrigley Field. Yeah, for the.
3: For the podcast listeners, it is a, uh, an uncompleted statue of Fergie Jenkins in pitching motion. Uh, you know, so hands back, balls in it, getting ready to fire it forward. Uh, it's, it's really cool. I zoomed in because we, we shared that on text and I zoomed in and they haven't added his mustache yet i was like looking at his face i'm like what's wrong with this i'm like oh (laughs) he doesn't have his mustache yet that must be one of the last things so so that's like for me i thought that was cool i was like i now know that if i ever make a statue mustache goes on last last (laughs) so fergie
2: was in for the fergie was in for the spectacular on sunday so this is a picture from the uh lou that's lou right there again in the blue shirt and uh that's uh fergie kind of demonstrating some things here, but that's Lou's studio. So he's a Hersey grad. He did the Harry Carey statue. He's done all the statues at Wrigley. So he's a great, great guy. Um, and so it, it'll be interesting. Now, my understanding is it's not going to be opening day. People thought opening day. My understanding is that the statue dedication is going to be occurring in May.
3: Now, is oh, it going to be all bronze or is it going to have, like, the uh, color added to it? Like, I kind of dig... How it'll,
1: look, it'll look like all the others it's got
2: right it. and I, I have heard that they are having difficulty they're trying to figure the configuration of these statues out because of the sport book
3: so oh, I mean, yeah the cornerstone st- 23 says Fergie's statue going right next to a slot machine <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so that, the thing is you is pull
3: that, you can actually pull Fergie's arm down and y- win money.
2: You know, it's, it's one of those things where you're looking and, and it's the perfect spot is that corner where the other two guys are. But uh, I, I don't, I don't, I heard they're trying some different mock ups and, and have been trying things to kind of get a general feel of how it would work. But they still don't have anything planned as to if the statues are getting moved and if they're getting
3: moved, where they would be moved to. Imagine if they had something like, mm, I
1: don't know, a museum. Of some sort. Yeah. Oh, man. They could put the statue in there. What a great idea, Michael. (laughs) Well, that statue. What what if they had an entire little park area? Yeah.
3: Well, that's that's
2: where they want to put it is in the park area. But it's not like there's like a ton of room. Like a lot of people use it. They do concerts. They do. They have kids playing catch all the time there.
3: They do all sorts of kids. Just like Michael Jordan said. (laughs) Fuck them kids. (laughs)
1: <laughs> They'll figure it out. There's plenty of room for the freaking statues. In fact, I know the sports books is going to go in there, but that Ron Santo and the Billy Williams that's over there, they're kind of like in no man's land. They're just like out in the middle. They look kind of lonely and desolate. And I know you, you know, could, do could do have more a statues, lot more going
2: <laughs> <on>. <laughs> What you could have more statues. You don't, there's more than the 69 team.
1: Well, I, oh, I know that too. <laughs> I mean, you. you, you <laughs> Well, I'm saying they could they – That should have is all they course. have is 69 where's this where's the Sandberg statue smoking a doob where's the uh you know what you know that we could have uh, hack Wilson, I guess guys like that that'd be that you know there's
3: okay, so you got the ernie statue you got the uh santos statue, Fergie let's talk uh, about it uh, on Billy the green Williams room. no, I'm wondering like where do you put them on the feet like now you just build the field, right Santo's at third. And I don't know, I would, I would say Ernie at shortstop so that you open up. Yeah, but the first then you're pace.
1: stuck with those guys being, what if you get a better one? Like, you know, you're, you're totally tying your hands for the future.
3: <laughs> what if you get a better one? Well, then you dump him You yeah. fucking, you take, you take uh, Ron Santo and you, you, I don't know, throw, put throw him in
1: Michigan. Cut it, cut <laughs> his leg off and put it in the dumpster. Oh, boy. So, uh, so <laughs> no, it's, it's, put him up in the booth. It's the end of the show. Yeah, put it, but yeah. So, um, all right, well, let's, let's move on. Let, actually, I'd be interested to talk about some of this on the green room app right after this show. Uh, we're going to go on the green room app, follow Sunranto show, and we will have a conversation with you. You can join in on it. Um, you know, just, uh, follow Sunranto show. You'll see when we go live and then, uh, we'll be there. So, uh, anyway, I, we asked people being Thanksgiving, for their uh, what they were thankful about and so I f- felt like we should include at least a few of these in the show. We'll get through them real quick. Um, uh, Mike Presnowski today uh, he says he's hundred percent satisfied with the marquee network and the idea of booing them hasn't crossed his mind once. <laughs> oh uh, so thankful. And then, but he also had another one that was an actual uh, thankful thing. He said, the comeback versus the Cardinals on opening day 2.0, an important day for Chicago in general, as it was the first event held in town without a capacity restriction since COVID. I think it still had a capacity restriction, but it wasn't as bad. It was like 50% instead of 20%. or wasn't, Am I wrong? I think it was full capacity. Full capacity? Full capacity? Mm-hmm. That's how my Italian great-grandmother would say it. <laughs> it was a full capacity, huh? Um. So then, uh, full disclosure. I I did say, what are you thankful for, Cubs fans? Wrong answers only. And Ron Traumas thankful for intelligent spending and <laughs> biblical losses. I love Ron Trauma. That's a great name. Uh, Funky Cold Luda, otherwise known as our good friend Luis from Bleacher Nation, is thankful for the ricketsuses. <laughs> nah. You got a lot of rickets. Uh. uh Comments: Craig Anderson is thankful for 69 players on the 3021 mob roster. So apparently, uh, Craig's already drinking because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he I meant 2021 that MLB roster. But yeah, 69 players—that was something to be thankful for this year. Um, how about Egg Bowl of the Week saying the MVP campaign of Eric Sogard? Thankful oh, there we that. go. Yeah. How about Luke Baumgartner saying that he's thankful that all his favorite players survived the trade deadline, thus propelling <laughs> my mental health into euphoria. Uh, th- these go back to back. LJ Warren's thankful for Daniel Descalso and Amos Pearson's thankful for the return of Jake Arietta. Boy, did that go good. Oh my God. Um, wow. Old, old Gunmar <laughs> Soldier is thankful for Zaidman. Oh, look at that. He just <laughs> blocked me. He just blocked me. And then uh, Maggie Mae has a real one. She says, hmm, trying, trying, trying. 2016? Okay, I'm really thankful I have a place to come to with people who enjoy baseball and the Cubs as much as I do. Thanks to you three for this podcast. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh. That's very nice. So um, a couple of announcements. A Cubs gift guide is going out Friday morning. Cubs Insider, check it out. Um, I, I, I looked up all these wonderful gifts that you can buy people that are cheap and they're all, and there's ones that are just like, uh, from the MLB, uh, discount clearance shop. But also I've highlighted many of your other Cub fan, independent artists, Cub fan friends, uh, people that we know, like Matt Kammerer, uh, you know, the, uh, John Teagues, who craw- who drew Crawley and me as, uh, Star Wars characters. He's offering a service to you know, draw you and your pet. Danny still doesn't know who you guys are. I'm the. I think I'm Baby Yoda. I'm pretty sure I'm Baby Yoda, or one of them, but one of the Baby Yodas. So uh, also we have uh, Cubs caroling. Uh, please set your calendar. No, you don't. Yeah, you can. Oh, set your I have, I
3: have, I have good news and bad news about the
1: Cubs caroling. The good news is you're not coming.
3: <laughs> That's actually both bits oh, the, of news.
1: The, no, the good news is you're coming. The bad news is you're singing. No, no, no.
3: The good news <laughs> is I'm not coming. No, the bad news is I'm not coming. The good news is I'm not singing. Yeah, unfortunately, no. my kid they fucking scheduled his like concert the exact same night. Like, just told us about it. I'm like, I have shit to do,
1: but apparently they didn't care. Well, I am just dropping a link in the chat to the Facebook invite. So check it out. It's hosted by Sun Ranto on Facebook. And uh, once again, join us after the show on Patreon. Uh, you guys got any cubes, some flexing cubes to uh, cube fans? To- yeah, I have, I have one on. pretty quick one. Yeah. Of
3: course, I got to find it. Okay. So this was Ian Happ. Uh, coming on, talk about Wade Davis who retired. Uh, you know, Wade Davis was an incredible teammate. What he did with the cubbies in 2017 was insane. Hell of a career and a fantastic individual. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, and then this dude comes in and says an actual Chicago cub calling them cubbies. Jesus. And the next guy is like, that's what you take away from this post. I remember when I saw only the negative in everything, and I'm glad I've moved on from that mindset. Happy Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas, Ebenezer. <laughs> so, well, well, I don't know. Wow, people getting upset about Cubbies
1: and then calling each other. Remember Ebenezer? when Wade, when Wade Davis shot a bear in the off season right before <laughs> it? That was like the talk of Cubs convention that year. That he, oh yeah, he yeah, not a bear. So
2: mine comes uh, here. It says, uh, Buster Olney says, the perception in the market is that the Rockies are not selling. Rather, they intend to keep some of their tradable assets in effort to win in 2022, in which Joe Sheehan replies, tell me weed is legal in Colorado without telling me weed is legal in Colorado.
3: Oh, my God. <laughs> that would make, that would explain so much going on in that front
1: office. And got I had one, but I can't find it right now. Oh, no uh it, it was uh shit oh no uh here it is here it is i just didn't uh, didn't upload it I, i'm doing it real quick it's uh it's our good friend uh from the mets uh cohen you know could this morning tweets out uh, he wasn't happy about what happened with steven Metz. he says i'm not happy he let us know he wasn't happy by saying i'm not happy this morning i've never seen such unprofessional behavior exhibited by a player's agent i guess words and promises don't matter and Booker DeWitt tweets back at him, get some Starbucks and smoke a joint. <laughs> <laughs> felt, felt like pretty decent advice, too. You know? a fucking idiot.
3: <laughs> this Steve Cohen, like, I'm not happy. Like, that's what free agency is. This guy has no idea what he bought into. He has no fucking clue.
1: So, uh, before I play the final song, I'm going to play a little advertisement from, uh, the Sunranto. It's a Sunranto shopping commercial. We know that Black Friday's coming. Everybody's going to be buying shit. And we have these links that you can follow at sunranto.com slash shopping. And if you click on them, like MLB Shop and, uh, Fanatics and Sports Memorabilia, all sorts of different places you could shop. Reebok. Um, well, then we get a little kickback from it. Amazon—that's a huge one. Everybody buys shit at Amazon. So from now until Cyber Monday, when you're buying crap, please think of us. It really helps out the show. Appreciate it very much. Crawley's bobbleheads are not free. No. You know what I mean? I need so, to build uh, more shelves, people. And then right after the commercial plays, I'm going to be playing. Look at that—it's it, beautiful. What a beaut! Wow. Um, and right after the commercial, I play, can't wait
3: until Crawley gets drunk and falls right into those shelves. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, right after the commercial plays, I'm going to be playing the world premiere of my entry, one of my entries, into the Waddle and Sylvie holiday parody contest, which we are also having. Haven't seen any parodies coming from you people. So um re- I've, I've got two. I've, I just haven't recorded them yet. Yeah, I, I figure it's not quite Christmas season. Once Thanksgiving passes, I'm really going to get up people's ass. But. For right now, here's, here's a, a Sunrento shopping commercial and then the premiere of my video of the Ronnie Woo Woo chorus. So, Spagog, everybody. Spagog! Spagog! If you're like most Americans, you buy shit. Lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at slash shopping? We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit, but you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fans Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Gondom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sunranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash shopping thanks Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit You didn't fill up on Turkey Day because at my bookie the fun is just getting started. This Cyber Monday, my bookie is giving you a bet one get one free promotion on the Monday night football games. On Cyber Monday, bet against the spread on the Week 12 Monday night football game, and whatever you wager up to one hundred dollars, you'll receive that same value back in a risk-free bet for Week 13's Monday night game. My bookie is the only book where buy one get one means you're the one holding the bag. Don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag this Monday to get in on some exclusive promotion. To set the stage before you redeem the bet one, get one free promotion, why not wager on the biggest matchup of Week 12, the Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers in a clash of the NFC juggernauts. Don't look for either side to hold back. Bet the over and thank me later. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at mybookie, that's promo code S P O R T S D R I N K to double your initial deposit all the way up to one thousand dollars. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with mybookie. The Sunranto show is brought to you by Symbol. Symbol is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash-win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. The Sun Show is also brought to you by the Spotify Greenroom app. The second half of this show, which you're about to hear, was recorded on the Spotify Greenroom app. It is an app that you download for free at the iOS App Store or the Android Store. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, you join a league. Uh, you follow us at Sunranto Show to be notified when the room goes live. And uh, then when we go live, you can join in the conversation. So it's kind of like a radio call-in show uh, except you're using an application on your phone that you can download. So you can talk to me, other fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You get in on the conversation and uh, you can listen to lots of different things. There's all sorts of uh, leagues and concepts and uh, radio shows that are going live on the Spotify Green Room app. You don't want to miss it. So check it out uh, and uh, download it today. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show, which you need to follow on the Spotify Greenroom app. Sunranto Ranto Show. Here's our conversation.
5: Can you hear me now?
1: Uh, we can, um, yeah.
5: Your parody's really good. That's all you, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was totally
5: me. <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty funny. I'm working
5: on mine. Yeah, That's uh, good. You guys know how to do video, huh?
1: <laughs> not really. I actually figured out how to do that yesterday that's good yeah so i love it it, you know i've been meaning to like try to figure out how to do because you know all those like choirs and choir teachers they were um you you know during covid and like when the schools were shut down they were trying to be creative and what to do with the kids so they would Mm -hmm. teach them parts and then have them send in tracks of them singing themselves and then the choir teacher would put it together later and how yeah, so I mean, it's a pain in the butt. I mean, there are probably better programs to do it. I just did yeah. it with iMovie. It takes a really long time to um to um to do That's it. It's very good. Thanks, thanks. Hopefully, uh, oh
5: my god, I can't. Yeah, it's very good. I gotta ask Crowley I gotta ask Crowley a question. Whoops.
4: I, I
1: think oh. Michael's in. I'm here. Okay.
5: Sorry, I had to
3: I had to like update my app.
1: Cool. I'm gonna um share the share this out to the world real quick. We
3: just lost
2: Bernie somehow. She wanted to ask me a question. Oh. Hey Michael, if you're not coming to the Caroling party, I get Danny's couch,
3: dibs.
6: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's all yours, man. I'm so frustrated by that.
2: And then all of a sudden you got a plan, and all of a sudden something like
3: that comes up. Yep, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping. (laughs) Quit muting me, Danny. Like your kid. (laughs) I'm
2: not,
1: I'm not muting you.
2: Oh. Somehow we keep getting muted. I don't know what's going on. Where's Bernie?
1: I don't know. Where's everybody?
2: Okay,
3: there, Corey Furlong.
1: Corey, in here. Yeah, I, I can see Adam. I mean, it's weird because the app wasn't working. It works great last week, and then we'll see what we get this week. But I, I've got uh, guests who are people who don't have green room, and are listening in. And so there are two guests that are here that aren't really green room people. So I, don't, I guess that's a new thing that could happen now too. So, but Adam is in here. Corey is in here. Bernie's in here. And Bernie would like to speak and ask Crowley a question.
5: you, you
2: got to unmute yourself, Bernie. Somehow it keeps muting yeah, us. But- got
5: it. Sorry. I mean, I'm slow today. Um, so at that, now what was that? The Chicago Sports Spectaculars in Rosemont, right? Correct. Yeah, there? that's at the Rosemont Convention Center. That is a cool picture of Ryan Sandberg and Don Zimmer.
2: Yes, that was from the Sandberg game and I've been trying for years to find a print that would, I found a couple that I was able to get like, like 11, 14 or 8 by 10 because you get distortion in some of those. And so I finally found one at 16 by 20 and it's, uh, it turned out really um, muted. And my, uh, it turned out really great so I was really happy with the way it turned out. But it, That's good. Yeah, if you've never been there, it's it's a lot of fun, but like I said, I'm not going to Cubs convention, so I figured I might as well spend some money.
5: And you could frame that, and that'd look cool. And how was Mitch Williams? Have you met him before? <laughs> yeah, uh, we met him. We had him out at Club 400,
2: and he's hilarious. He's about exactly what you would expect from him. Uh, Danny and I came up with a song in the hotel room about him and Lenny Dykstra's famous feud. It was sang song to the tune of... Kung Fu Fighting and it was called Everyone Hates Lenny Dykstra.
1: Everybody hates
2: Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> do, 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 oh, do, do, I bet he loved oh, it. He fell over. <laughs> uh, he was hunched over laughing. He, he asked us if we, he could buy the 8-track, which we sadly informed him is no longer a medium that uh, we can record on.
1: But <laughs> I, I, di- I did manage to send him an mp3. I don't think he knows how to open an email, though. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he was—he's a, a great guy, and there's a great picture we have of Danny and I, where you know we're we're singing, and Danny's got the guitar, and and Mitch is in it. It's, he's a great guy. How cool!
5: Oh, how cool! So yeah, so it looked like it was a good, uh, good. They had good attendance there. It looked pretty busy. Yeah, it the was. Pictures.
2: They they had a lot of Bears players on Friday, and then Cubs players on Saturday and Sunday. So I was I was really like I said busy, kind of taking a look and seeing what everybody you know. I'm just trying to like finish things up. Like I got I always start these projects, and then like it takes me like, and then I'm like running around chasing to try to get this finished.
5: Well, it's, it's good that you went there. Well, I noticed that all the um, you know, like the players and Joe Madden they don't they don't wear any like um mlb stuff are they not allowed to uh that's a good question i never really thought of um if you saw my lee smith picture
2: he was wearing a city connect hat oh yes so um i don't think there's anything that prohibits them from doing that no i just think that they probably yeah kind of like i wouldn't wear a suit if i wasn't working you know
5: right yeah yeah that's right they would be comfortable (laughs) oh and i have another thing to mention um uh, talking about, you know, like um, that sh- that um, store by Wrigley. What's the name? Chicago Sports. Um, that store that sells all the cup uh, jerseys.
2: There's uh, Wrigleyville Sports. There's Sports World. There's Sports Clark World. Street
5: Sports. Yep. So I got a text that that had a sale on the City Connect, and it showed that you could get like a Trevor Williams jersey. <laughs> I'm like looking. At it, I'm like. He even had that John Chueze guy's name. so. Oh I can God, tell I you that there's
2: there's a guy, ML, MBD Chicago's is his Twitter handle, and he's a great follow because uh-huh. he, he's, he's amazing. He takes amazing pictures and has really nice season tickets. But he also is like a Jersey aficionado, and he has like this technique uh, that he can like take the backs off the names and the numbers, and then he gets like – other ones, and he, can, and he changes them up all the time. It's pretty crazy. So, I mean, like, m- maybe you could buy a Trevor oh, Williams cool. one and then put Barron on the back or something, take off Williams. And-
5: oh, that's a good idea. Oh, what a good idea. Yeah, who would want that? They're charging the same amount of money as the other ones. But, so they have that Chicago sports thing every year at Rosemont? They
2: have it usually two times a year, sometimes three. So they have one in November. Um, they have one in March. It's not as good because a lot of the players are going to spring training and, like, you wouldn't get, like, a Joe Madden. But sometimes you get, like, some of the older guys. Like, Andre Dawson mm-hmm. will do every one of them. Sandberg does a lot of them. So you'll still see some of the older guys if that's what you're looking for. But if you're looking for, like, Wilson or, say, like, you know, some of the newer guys or Patrick mm-hmm. Wisdom or Nico or stuff, you're not going to find that. And then they'll always do one. They'll do them in the summertime on the years that um, the national show – the national show is the biggest show. It's not as great because it's not as Chicago centric. It's about like all sorts of players from all sorts of sports everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the the national is it's, it rotates between New Jersey, Vegas, and Chicago. And so it's in Chicago this last summer. So they'll probably do another sports spectacular this summer. And they try to do it when the Cubs and Sox are both in town. And they try to kind of have you get players in there. But uh, you know, it all kind of depends on on schedules.
5: So basically, you like register and for and like if you want to go all three days or go just one day is and what is it like? What is it like? Fifty bucks or more to get in? Just to register? No, to get in, it's actually pretty cheap. To get in, it's
2: like I think like ten dollars to get in. Yeah, but 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 once you start again at CubsCon, you can ask them a lot of things and maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. But at at these things, Mm -hmm. everything you ask for, so every inscription, three words max is, like, anywhere from 30 to 70 to $200, depending on who it is. So, like, some of the guys are very, very expensive. Like, if you're talking about Peyton Manning or Joe Montana. Oh. But if you're talking about, like, Fergie, like an inscription to write, like, Hall of Fame would be, like, 20 bucks or something. How about Mitch Williams? <laughs> Mitch Williams, I think, was $40 and $10 Ooh. inscription. So $40 autograph, $10 for him to put, like, Wild Thing or Boys of Zimmer or something like that.
5: So how much was Joe Manning? <laughs>
2: Oh man, I gotta I gotta take a look. Probably way too much, but uh, in the um I didn't have him inscribe anything, but I think he was like 150 in autograph. Mm-hmm. And you said he had the longest line. Oh, by far. Oh wow, because he cool. doesn't he doesn't really do private signings much. Or he doesn't do public mm-hmm. signings. Like people do private signings right. where they will um, where you can send something in the mail, but like this is like an actual like chance to say, Hey Joe, how are you? And I had no idea how he was gonna be. I talked to him before at CubsCon and stuff. And obviously you're going to be really nice in front of like a big crowd and stuff like that. But like this, like sometimes Mm -hmm. like I remember one of the biggest jerks was Greg Maddox, to be honest. I've had two bad experiences with Greg Maddox where like he literally barely even looks at you or even acknowledges you. Like Joe, like looked you in the eye, like talked to you for a little bit and
5: was really cool about things. That's good. Well, that's maybe I should start doing that because I, I couldn't believe Mitch Williams was there. Like I would have had fun if I went to that. I just don't have time, but that looks like that would be kind of fun to go to and kind of watch what you spend probably. But if it's worth, if you like it, go for it. Right. right. It, um, I would say that you know you got to be. If you want to buy the VIP mm-hmm.
2: pass, that's one hundred and fifty dollars. Whereas if you go all three mm-hmm. days, that's about like sixty dollars. But like for 150, for that extra hundred, you don't have to wait okay. in any lines, and I'm not really good at waiting in lines. So it's just kind of like you just walk up and get yeah, your autograph. Other people, you gotta wait like sometimes 45 to like an hour to get the autograph, and I'm like, yeah, eh.
5: Nah. You get too tired,
2: <laughs> and that cement floor is hard on your legs and back.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. That those are those are a gem to look at. Hey, I just want to tell you guys, you know, it's been such a pleasure. Um, I'm thankful for you guys, your your podcast, the Patreon, and all that. And if it wasn't for me bumping into Crawley's Twitter feed when Rodon was doing the no hitter with the Sox, I wouldn't have found the podcast. And
1: didn't we go post game at that on that one? And then you were so mad we because Rodon threw the no hitter. And it really pissed Crawley off, and we were going, like, right after that, I think.
2: <laughs> it was like that Simpsons There's... where you see Ralph's heart break, and then they keep repeating it. Uh, yeah, I, I can't stand that the White Sox fans have any happiness. So
1: <laughs> that
2: bothered
5: me.
1: Well, well Corey Fur- Furlong's in the room. Um, uh, Artie and Adam, you can request to speak as well. Just, you know, curious to hear. what you guys have a to- happy Thanksgiving, my man. Yeah, same to you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it it is <laughs> relatively. I've been I've had better ones, <laughs> you know.
5: Longest three day work week of my life.
1: Uh, that larger. I know we talked <laughs> about the Sandberg pick picking that up from. Which one? the
2: The Sandberg game. I had a friend of a friend who ended up uh, sending me a JPEG. And the JPEG was just like it's like naturally big. So like you know, like on your email, like actual size, like the thing is like was gigantic. So I have a guy that does right. my photography, uh, he's in like displays or something. And uh I basically I send him all my stuff and if and he'll tell me, he'll be like, I can tell you if it's gonna be shit or not. And so that way I don't waste the money printing on it. And so I send it to him and he's like, I can do something with this. And so he was able to, you know, it was able to uh to, to work out as a sixteen by twenty without any distortions.
3: Yeah. I can only find like, like 14, but that's, 11. that's
2: what most eight by tens or 11 by fourteens. I had, I had an 11 yeah. by 14. I was trying to sell it at the convention. <laughs> I, was, I was I was trying to sell it for $25, but I didn't have any, uh, any takers, but, uh, yeah, that, that's normally, I might
5: be, uh, I might be hitting you up for that.
2: Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Just let me know because it's, uh, <laughs> it's obviously a classic moment for a lot of us. That was really one of those moments where many of us became Cub fans was watching that, uh, the Sandberg game and, uh, you know, it's it's a moment that just really stuck into my head. So kind of and, – and so I was talking about the, the national, the big national show. Uh, Sandberg's a tri-star athlete, which is the group that puts on the national show. And so, like, usually there's he does a pretty good deal if you can wait two years without worrying about it where, like, I think it was like $150 total for it. It was a pretty good deal.
6: You can
3: only hit the national if it's in Chicago. I hit it in other places as well. But – um I, I want I want yeah, a Sandberg
1: bobblehead giveaway.
5: Uh, SGA brought to you by the dispensary.
2: <laughs>
5: the, the, That's I, I awesome.
2: To, I talked to Tim Stoddard, uh, who was a teammate of his in '84. Uh, last time I think it was at the was at the Dempster event at Club 400. Tim Stoddard, you know, sometimes at Club 400 players will just swing on by. You know what I mean? They're not. Even they, they, they kind of just show up, and Stoddard shows up, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, Tim, did you ever in your life think that Ryan Sandberg would be advertising for weed? And he was like, Hell no, Steve Trout, absolutely, Ryan Sandberg, no.
5: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: But uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be all about that SGA with Sandberg with a doobie. I'd get a good laugh out of that.
1: <laughs> I have a question for you guys because I I, I hear you talk about it, Crawley. And I know, Corey, you're a big uh, collector as well. Maybe you can both answer this question or anybody else that's around about collecting. Is that who's who's driving the bus as to, like, how much stuff is worth? Like, is there, like, you you said, okay, well, you got to get this size photograph instead of that size photograph or this. Because like, I'll ask you, Crawley, like, why is this bobblehead not worth shit, even though it's rare? You know, but this other one everybody wants, um, that's not as rare. Like, what drives the bus of this stuff? Because it, it's confounding me. It's like, it reminds me of NFTs. Like, I don't see how you could say that bobbleheads are worth something and NFTs aren't. You know what I mean? Because it seemed very similar to me, except for that one is an actual physical thing that doesn't have any intrinsic value, like gold, you know. Like a lot of things that we ascribe value to.
2: Well, you but. just kind of hit it on the head. It's what you ascribe value to. So hypothetically, uh, it, a lot of it comes down to how rare it is, is is going to be one of the determining factors. Um, so if you have...
1: Uh,
2: right. So you go to Milwaukee, like 35,000 people get bobbleheads. Well, then there's never going to be really demand. Now, when you do like a Clark bobblehead, every time they've done a Clark bobblehead, uh, they did a Clark, uh, that looked like Javi Baez. They did one where he's holding the flags. I think there's two total Javi, ba- uh, Clark ones. There's only 5,000 they give out instead of 10,000. Okay. Uh, Jedi Rizzo, which I, uh, got and I didn't even, I think it was the first time the Cubs ever had a special event ticket. You had to buy a special ticket at a shitty section and like, you know, and then you get the bobblehead when you come in. And so at the time, not a lot of people knew a lot about it. So Jedi Rizzo's are really, really hard to come by. And, and now you're combining Star Wars and Cubs, which are two kind of very fanatical fan bases. Um, the other one that's a huge one is Gary Pressey. And that one is like, so you have these people that are completionists that have to like, so there are people that argue, you know, you know, that... You have to get the – like, I have all – every single bobblehead the Cubs ever gave away. But the Gary Prezi was technically a 2016 bobblehead, but it wasn't an SGA. So there's people that argue if you need that to complete your collection. But the Gary Prezi, you either had to win on a trivia contest or you had to find Gary, like a Where's Waldo at CubsCon, and to get one. So I've seen them – we had one go in my memorabilia group for as high as $900. Uh, Cubs Convention. So I I, uh, I was following Gary and, and it was on a Sunday. So you know, like on Sunday, everyone's hungover. They're watching football or they're going home. They're checking out. And so I was just kind of watching my Twitter a little bit closer than I was the other two days. And it popped. And I know I knew, you know, I know the Sheridan better than fucking anyone there. And the second I saw the background, I bolted. I grabbed one. I wish I would have grabbed two. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, just looking at him, there's there's one fame. I got a famous Harry Carey one that there was. Um, A question about, like, uh, there's some argument over it. So they had to, like, recall them. So that one's worth a lot of money. Um, All just depends. Like, sometimes there's other ones that are, like, more breakable. And so, like, a lot of them didn't survive. I mean, I I know you had that experience with the John Baker bobblehead where you had a bunch of busted ones, you know?
1: Yeah, when they sent them to me, like, mine is missing a fist, for example, because all the fists broke off and so a couple of arms. And so people wrote to me and they're like, I want another one. So I had to yell at the people and they sent me 20 more and they didn't break this time. I don't know if it must've been the shipper, you know, because they must've really gotten jostled around because the second batch didn't have any broken ones. And, um, right. So mine is a broken fist, but, but you said even that one is, was going for something, wasn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, I saw, I've seen it. You can find John Baker uh, bobbleheads on eBay. I
3: think it was like uh, for a- how really? much? The ones from the original JBD day? I think it was... Michael, you're really soft. Oh, I don't know to why. Me. That's
2: actually... Okay. Um, the, the, there was two John Baker head bobble day giveaways. And so one was by the National Hall of Fame and then the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame, and the other was a different group. Can't remember which one. So there's...
1: Do you... You mean the ones that I made?
2: Yeah, there's two different
1: ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I went, just because I made them with two different companies. The one was the National Ball, you know, Bobblehead Hall of Fame, and the other one was called, uh, I think it was called Bobbleheads for You or something like that, you know, like something goofy. And, um, and those ones, I think, are better than the National. I mean, what do you think?
2: I mean, they're both really cool. The bases are different. Like, So the one that, that the National Bobblehead did has him crossing the plate with the fist up, which is what I like about it.
1: Yeah, that's the one I don't have. I have the, I have the original because, uh, yeah, and the bases are different. Does yours have the one that says? The original one is the black base. Oh. I have July 29, 2014, the John Baker game does it, does uh, it look, that, like, does it look like dirt uh, yeah, he's crossing the plate, yeah, and it's dirt, and the lettering's in white. Well, I mean that's yeah the the lettering is in kind of whitish silver, and then um yeah he's, hes so that that one that one's from the second John Baker Day. no, the, this one he's like in front of the plate, like he's actually in the batter's box, kinda. He's like the plate is to his back. I have one with a broken I, I have a broken fist one. I don't have the second one. I got the first one. Um I i I didn't need to keep the second one.
3: Yeah, the the broken the the broken fist one is the one that I have as well. And that's yeah,
1: the, it's the first uh, one.
3: Yeah. I glued mine back on just with super glue.
1: I didn't because every now and again I'll text a picture of John's fist to him. <laughs> just for fun. Like, like Jay John, you're getting fisted. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, um, when the World Series, when the Cubs won the World Series, there were so many freaking bobbleheads and some of people didn't realize they came out and some people had already spent so much freaking money. So uh, I got this crazy Chris Bryant one where he's holding a trophy, holding the MVP award and has the wrestling belt over his shoulder and he's wearing the hat and that's another real rare one that people don't find. So it really is just like how what the availability is. And then you start looking at some of the minor league stuff, and some of the minor league stuff. Obviously, you know, if you're like a minor league team, you have to like you don't you know it's not Wrigley Field to sell itself. You don't have to have bobbleheads to get people to come to Wrigley, but like like I have some uh, they're called the goats. There's a series of goats. There's three goats from Boise, Idaho. Short that was short season uh, Boise, and they're real badass. A lot of people are always looking for those too, so those are kind of fun ones to look at.
1: One final plea for you all to join the Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash sunranto. Um, this version of the podcast has advertising all strewn throughout it. And uh, if you don't like it, uh, then uh, and why would you like being uh, barked ads at? Uh, well, then you can subscribe for as little as $1 at patreon.com slash you get your own RSS feed you get the show early you get the show ad free and uh, there's perks at every level you can get the music I write out little newsletters you get the f- photography and the f- that I take at the games um, There's it, it just, it's a great way to help out the show become a ranter a super ranter and um, help out the show because I'm telling you It'll make you feel good knowing that you're helping produce the Sun Ranto show, tickets and beer, and Crawley's memorabilia, Cubs Cave, and you know uh, Michael Cotton tickets, and all sorts of good stuff that will put your money to good use, producing a great Cubs podcast. So please be, be involved with it, Patreon.com/sunranto, and you'll never hear me ask you again because I cut those all out of the show, <laughs> so you'll never hear it again. You'll never hear this little uh, song that's playing. You'll never hear about uh, any of the uh, the advertisers that are fed us through our podcast network. You won't hear any about of it. You'll just hear Cubs talk. You won't have your time wasted. And it is really cheap. A dollar, two dollars, three dollars. If you would buy each one of us a beer at Wrigley Field, that's like the three, four dollar level. So come on. Join today. Patreon.com Sunranto. Quit screwing around. Here's the rest of the show. Trying to see which other one. Cool. Artie Boucher's in here too. I just thought I,
2: I was thinking about Artie because, uh, because uh, there were wrestlers that usually come to the Chicago sports spectacular. Like Hulk Hogan's usually there, but I guess he's pretty sick right now and some other guys.
6: Yeah. You know, and you know, just Carly, like you were kind of saying, you know, it kind of depends on who uh, is going to be signing at these, depending on, you know, who they're represented by. And that's, kind of one thing that I noticed, you know, being, um, you know, I you know, volunteer a lot of uh, Comic-Con type things too. So it all kind of depends and it just seems to be like a batch. Like, you know, most recently we had a Colorado Springs Comic-Con in the area and it was the wrestlers, for example, that, you know, cause that's what I kind of gear my fandom to when it comes to that is there, they were representative, you know, signing company that does that. So it, it kind of and it kind of goes in, in years. Like those people will do like the whole circuit the whole year, and then the next year will be like another group represented by that same company, but it'll be a different group, and they'll do the whole circuit that year. So it it kind of uh, goes in cycles.
2: And and the funny thing, and I don't know, I mean, I'm sure this is probably similar to wrestling is that like you know if you were wrestling in the '60s or '70s, you really didn't make a lot of money. You know what I mean?
6: Oh no, yeah, you're yeah. I mean that's the the, the wrestler Mickey Rourke. That's his entire, that's the entire story about it. Right.
2: And, and so when, when you look at that, when you think about a guy like Dawson or, you know, even Sandberg for, you know, I mean, I mean he did fine, but he ain't making, you know, some of the money that we were just talking like $300 million. Like they didn't make that. So like, that's why you'll always see like Dawson on the circuit. I mean, Fergie's been doing it forever. Lee is another guy, you know, where they just didn't make like a ton of like sick money. Like you could potentially make now.
1: Well, and it's I, and it's not.
3: I remember when Sandberg was the highest paid at uh, highest paid baseball player in the league, and I think it was a million dollars.
5: I think it was like <laughs> I think it was seven million. Cotton not the. To-
3: what was it seven million? I remember it was. And it was
1: not high. <laughs> it was yeah. like two million. Then higher than like. Well, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Ryan Sandberg made a total. Does anybody want to say uh, what, what his total? uh money was his total dollar amount oh, I'm sure gonna earnings 20 yeah okay i'm going with... to go with uh 100
2: and... whoa well <laughs> i'm, I'm going to go with uh uh i'll go with 20 oh, let's go with 30 million we'll go even 30 flat
1: well let's pretend it's if it if it was what, what do you say Artie? 69 million <laughs> nice, 69 <laughs> nice. Million. Uh, well, I can tell you, it, it, you all overbid. If this was The Price is Right, we'd have to go and do it over again. Twenty four million nine hundred twenty. Michael was closest.
2: No, mm-hmm. th- th- and then again, when you think about that, and that sounds like a lot of money. It's nothing compared to what some of these guys make. <laughs> I now. could
1: make it last. <laughs> well, is that, you, you know, his ex wife took half, probably.
2: Ex wife takes half. Uncle Sam takes half. Like it gets. You know, you got to pay your agent. You got your agent takes a cut. Your Peter lawyers Martina's take a got cut. got
3: about a tenth of it.
1: <laughs> it's like one of the saddest days of my life. What? I woke up and uh, uh, I was working nights at the time, and like um, some tabloid show was on, and I'm like, like rubbing my eyes and I look at the TV. It's like that second baseman was cheering double plays off. The-. He was talking about Rhino
2: absolutely it was the the, the infamous corn cob dress
1: yeah oh god um and it's funny that you mentioned like the idea of these of people you know kind of use because they didn't make a lot of money during their career it's like i know a couple stories uh like that right now it's I, I had a friend who I used to work with who ended up getting a job as the in in the human centipede. Like, do you ever see that movie? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, she's the middle <laughs> piece. Um, her name's Ashley, and um yeah, she just ended up with this job. Nobody knew what was gonna happen in that movie, it ends up being like a cult classic. Well, they barely paid her for it. It was a buyout. So that movie went on to make millions and millions of dollars. She got nothing, nothing. So she had to quit her job because she kept getting recognized at the place she was waiting tables. So not only did she not have any money, she couldn't hold a job because she's a center freaking piece of the human centipede. And like, she, you know, it's just not, you know, everybody's like, Oh, look, it's the human piece So then she started doing the comic cons and she would go out and just, Take the picture and with the person, and write what you wanted, and charge this for this <laughs> because she had to. She had a kid, she had just gotten married. She, you know, she didn't have a lot of money. And then the other guy I know is an old friend of mine, a guy I used to play a lot of music with, a guy named Jason Page, who sang the Pokemon theme song. And when Pokemon Go came back out, I think I've told the show on the, sh- uh, the story on the show before, but when Pokemon Go came back out, he. He said, "I'm going to capitalize about on this," and and he's and he got a giant, seven foot tall, cardboard cut out of him holding a pokeball, and he, you know, uh, then he started going to the conventions, and you know, now he's making videos and raffling things off like, uh, you know, uh, focal pops and stuff like that. Dude is making bank right now, bank, and it's just like. Doing what, dude? He's like just sitting there signing this shit that I didn't even make on a song I sang 25 years ago. <laughs> so, like, it's crazy. I mean, you know, it, I mean, Crawley, I think you're nuts. Like, yeah, I think I, I think everybody that go that collects stuff. I mean, I get it; it's fun. People have a good time with it, but it's like uh, you know, it, it's 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 the, in a way like when I look around, like my life and how I like don't value anything of that matter. And then like, I don't know. It just, it's just not how I, my, it doesn't compute in my brain. Like, I don't know if any, if there's any, any other non collectors out there. It's like, so Danny, you know, you
2: you know, in my day job, I'm a history major, right? So it's like, I get to create my own museum. Like if I, if, if the Cubs one day said, Hey, Crawley, you get Mm -hmm. to make the Cubs museum. You're, you're the curator. And and if they gave me the budget I mean I would just go crazy um and I would and, and again everything that I do if if you when, when you come and it's all finished up and you see how it's going to look you'll see it tells a story. So I mean is it just material shit? Yes, of course it is. You know what I mean? I mean you can be a minimalist and not have anything and Danny you do to kind of tend to live with not needing that much. For me it's just kind of like a fun hobby where it's kind of like how would I put together a Cubs museum if I were? Now again I Uh, There's limits and budgets. No, you know, if you start, and and I know, Danny, I saw you put something up talking about, like, Rizzo's used gloves. Like, the game used um, market is absolutely ridiculous. Like, if you get into that stuff.
1: Great example, $1,000. You know, and, and it just I guess what bothers me is like maybe I just have like an overall societal issue of like, you know, I mean, maybe there's just like too much money in the world. <laughs> you know, I don't know what, what, you know, it just its so strange to me that something like that would be worth a thousand dollars. And what is it about those things that people like what what is the emotional attachment? I, I mean, there's got to be an emotional attachment in there to want to uh you know have that in your possession like you know and it is mine as opposed like your idea of the museum that makes sense to me you know but if like you have Rizzo's gloves and you keep them in a drawer like it's just it you know that's i just don't totally understand the 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 mentality of it and and, and some people have told me that they feel like they're closer to their hero or like say cosplay. Well, when I put on the
3: gloves and then I masturbate, I feel closer (laughs) to my hero. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) I think, I think, like I said, it's uh, you know, just that kind of idea that that was something that they wore at that game. And like, you know, it's, um, it was funny because we have a friend, uh, you and I, a mutual friend that collects a lot of game news stuff has an absolutely unbelievable collection. And, uh, I was sitting there and, and I didn't get anything signed by Dawson this time, but he and Dawson were talking and, and Dawson wanted to make sure he was like double, he was inspecting the bat to make sure before he inscribed game used Cause that's like a, like an, when you get that inscribed. It's like a big deal. And so this was a game used bat and, da, and I got pictures of Dawson kind of like, you know, just kind of like feeling the bat out. If you get what I'm saying, like, you know, like how kind of like they, they're gripping it like right before they're going to bat. And he's doing the exact same thing. And then like, he finally like, well, I guess, yeah, it is my bat. But you know, he was very specific about it. So like, just, just to realize like, this was a bat that Dawson hit like this or sometimes he, you know, but, but MLB realized what a huge market that's become. And so if you go to Wrigley field and you head along the first base side, there's Cubs Authentics and that's where you can find a lot of, you can buy a lot of stuff. And and so like, Every everything that they have is like holograph. It's a whole cottage industry now. That's like a big deal. Like stuff gets sent out there really, really quick. And so, uh, you know, is that like they'll? Be, it'll, it's very specific. This is the pitch that Kyle Hendricks threw to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper hit a double. Like it'll be like like the complete all the information about the ball, the game that it was played in. Um, obviously, if it's a milestone, it, it's something that's bigger. You know. Um, sometimes they try to give those
1: to the players. If, or at least if my Thai guy stole it from you, it's worth more. <laughs>
6: yeah,
1: exactly. Especially well, if he. Well, and I don't remember if we talked about this last summer, but when uh, Michael and I went with the Lost Boys over to the that Royal Sox game
2: mm-hmm.
1: in in Kansas City, Jorge Soler hit a home run that uh, went over. I, well, it went over this like where the over fountain the, is in center field. The it went over. Eye. Over the batter's eye. Yeah, over the batter's eye and then into these bushes that were back there. And then a member of our party got the ball. Now, th- I was like, oh, you should keep that. It's going to be worth a lot of money. And then somebody's like, oh, no, it won't because they can't verify that it's original ball. I'm like, uh, we just watched it leave the park. And he's like, yeah, the moment I went into the bushes, that could have just been some batting practice. I'm like, all right, they're super serious about it. So
2: it it's, it's a lot tougher. Yeah. Especially for something like it, it's, there's a lot of things that have to do with the chain of command and stuff like that. So it's like, if they can't, you know, like the person said, there might've been other balls in there. I don't know. Usually though, like, you know, sometimes these balls have certain markers on them or whatnot, but yeah, it, it gets tricky. You know what I mean? And, and, and Danny, you know, out from being out in the bleachers where you, where people are always quote unquote throwing the home run back. By a lot, lot of lot of lot of veterans know, man. You know that they'll keep the ball and they'll, they'll throw a, a BP ball back on the field.
1: I've always wanted to throw like a, a cantaloupe or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like, what does it matter? Like, they you're already breaking the rule of some throwing something round onto the field. You know, the the game ball. But if you're just gonna like do this ruse and throw like some little league ball or a wiffle ball back out onto the. Uh, the onto the pitch, you know, why why not an orange? Like feed an outfielder. Maybe he needs a snack. <laughs> um, I, I like what Corey Furlong said here. and I saw he was trying to get into the room, and so if you want to get into the room, uh, try again. But he said that that the thousand bucks. Uh, seemed reasonable for the gloves. <laughs> so, we, we had two different thoughts. We might have two different thoughts about what $1,000 is too, I think might be the difference, uh, again, difference between uh, me and uh, some people. So
2: so I would have to take a look at it. So, you know, I, I, I saw you put something on it, and I, I know I think it was through Fanatics whatnot, but, uh, you know, was it where was it used? You know what I mean? If it's a playoff game versus a regular season game versus a spring training game, all of that's going to have an was effect on the value. It was used last year.
1: It was lo- used last year, 2021. Oh, and here- yeah, that's where it, that's the year it was from. And, and so and I mean, to- sorry. Go ahead, Carl. I, I, oh no, it's already saying. Yeah, yeah what's
6: up? Here's something that my mom has imparted to me with it when it comes to like collecting type things: is will it bring you joy? And if so, then you know, you know, go ahead. So, so that's that's kind of my philosophy that I've been kind of when I. I've been doing collecting, you know, Funkos and things of that nature, and and so on. So. Yeah, you said you're going to send me a Funko, didn't you? Yeah, I just I've been so busy training to do that. I forgot what it's the Funko of though. Um, it's, Roddy Woo Woo. I think it's a hobby. Hobby Funko. See, Artie, I got I gotta, I gotta you know, ask.
1: Harvey,
2: I wanted to ahead. ask Artie because he is a uh, Funko fanatic here. Why did they make him a different color than Bryant and Rizzo?
6: Well, his his came out this year, and Rizzo and Bryant's came out a couple years ago. So.
2: Right, but they made him like a peach color.
6: You know, I, that's just I have no idea. That's just that's just what they. I, I think that's just their creative licensing. You know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I and I never understood on the KB Funko why they didn't have him have blue eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's one of the funniest ones. Is if you get the Max Scherzer Funko Pop, it has the one blue, one brown eye.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I have a, Cotton, did, do you really collect anything? Cotton's, Cotton's doing something else. <laughs> no, no, no.
3: I was, I was muted. Um, I used to. Uh, I used to collect some stuff. Uh, and then when I started moving and doing stuff, I just decided it was too much. But I, I still have some cool stuff. Um, I have a, I have a seat back from, uh, Soldier Field. It's a Bears thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I actually bought two seats for my friend for his wedding. And the seat, then there was a, just like an extra seat back to it. Um, I have a, I have a 1984. Well, actually, I think it's a 1985 uh, Budweiser sign. It's the marquee. It's the Wrigley marquee, and it says 19 or uh, I guess Eastern Division champs on it. And that's so that's kind of cool. That's just like a uh, really old, um, you know, Budweiser advertisement. Um, I've got some. Uh, what are what are they called? Uh, programs from the 60s. Those yeah, are cool. So I've got a couple of programs from the 60s, uh, and I've got one of them signed by Ernie. It's not – I've checked Ernie Banks' signature, and it looks the same, but it's not verified in any way. Got that at, like, a,
1: a garage sale. He he would sign anything. That's why his his autograph isn't even worth that much. Yeah.
2: Um, um, he wasn't that bad. Fergie was the one that was awful. Fergie would sign everywhere, anywhere. And there was a time where he's barely even charging anyone.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, um, I mean, I was excited because it was at a garage sale, and it was just like two bucks.
1: Oh, that's good. When you get a find like that, Crawley, what's your greatest find? What's what, you're like? Oh, really? This is only a dollar. Cool. <laughs>
2: Um, you know, most of my stuff, I, I, I haven't really like quote unquote found most of it was just kind of hustling and, and getting into the ballpark early or trading things or those type of things. I mean, I love my Washburn uh, Cubs guitar is always, you know, like I said, there wasn't there. That, what a strange giveaway that was, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but it is a beautiful guitar that the whole uh, face of it is uh, the Ivy and the brick wall. So that's – like I said, that's not really like a dollar find or a $2 find. Uh, you know, I, I don't have too much of that.
6: Well, speaking of finding, I may or may not have a couple bricks when Coors Field was being built that are actually stamped with Coors Field. Huh. I may or may not have some. Um, why
3: why, why do you say it like that? <laughs> well, just in case uh, you're not supposed to have them? <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I have a uh, dinosaur egg.
1: That's okay. pretty cool. Yeah. Um
3: I I it, stole the dinosaur egg, the original one.
1: I've got some skulls. I got some uh, bleached animal skulls um that were given to me as gifts and somewhere I've got like a tarantula in glass. So I guess I do collect a couple weird things. And
2: Danny, you got you got you got different paintings that you have.
1: You yeah, know, I I have That's the important. Matt Camera stuff, and unfortunately, I have to stop collecting it now because I don't have any more room. But um, or or to switch about and give stuff away. Um, and then I, you know, I somebody gave me these Ernie Banks Steins, which I think I sent you a picture of one time, um, and you said they were only worth like fifty bucks. I mean, th- no, there's not Ernie Banks Steins; they're Cub Steins signed by Ernie Banks. And then I got a couple autographs, but they're all faded. I do have a Pete Rose autograph that says, I'm sorry I bet on baseball just because it cracked me up. <laughs> so but uh not and I've I've got a John Baker autograph. But um yeah, it's it's all stuff that just sits here and at, you know, it's like Artie said, does it bring you joy? And some of it does, mostly because of who gave it to me. Because I didn't buy any of this stuff. Um, you know, it's, I have a cub sugar skull that reminds me of uh, being in Puerto Vallarta, a place I love to go. John Baker Day bobblehead reminds me of all the John Baker days we threw and stuff. And, you know, it's like stuff like that, I guess it reminds me of like a certain moment. So I guess that brings me the joy. But I guess I wonder if I could get the joy without the item. I'm not sure if, I'm sure I could in some way, but it's nice to look at the thing and be like, that is from that time. So it's cool. I mean, it's. it's I'm interested. I'm not I'm not. Maybe I'm coming off as judgy, you know, or that like, I don't do that. I'm better than everybody, you know, and I probably am doing that to some extent. But like more what I'm interested in is getting into the, the psychology of collecting. Like it's if you were an alien from space. And you look down and you said, "Oh, all these people they they have all this stuff that they seemingly don't need, so they would say they are they're these weird collecting species, and they would write down what we did as as they watched us from outer space and I just think, think sometimes it's funny because like maybe on their planet they don't collect anything uh, It's all very just like, can you eat it? can you br- can you breathe it? Can you drink it?" Can you fuck well, wait, it? wait,
2: wait a sec. I mean, that's that, that's you're talking about. That's the basics of evolutionary, right there. If they're that advanced that they're doing interstellar travel, then they're doing more than you know, eating, sleeping, fucking, and then and then you know. That, well, yeah, but know? they
1: might not be collecting things. They might be spending all their time building intergalactic spaceships.
2: Again, you gotta you gotta go watch Guardians of the Galaxy, and you can see all about the collector from outer space.
6: Well, in, oh yeah. <laughs> and in Star Trek, there is a whole. Uh, society that's called collectors. In fact, they even try to collect data. Who's the android robot, ro- Android on Star Trek: Next Generation. But still, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah.
1: Robert that's says fun. he has ten of the John Hanley Cubs prints as my big Cubs collection. And uh other thing is about forty of the fifty Michael Jackson Sports Illustrated or Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan <laughs> Sports Illustrated. I,
2: so John John Hanley is an absolutely uh fantastic artist. Uh Robert has so ten of those. So um I have my favorite John Hanley that I have is um I have a John Hanley they gave out these prints on the reti- on the retirement ceremony of Greg Maddox and uh fergie jenkins and so on the field they he, uh there were two john hanley uh the actual original paintings john painted two of them one for fergie one for greg maddox and then everyone in the like the first ten thousand got prints and i have it signed by both maddox and fergie
1: which is kind of cool Did, is john the one that quit yeah. doing cubs stuff because he was pissed at the rickets yes and is he still quit because or is he like dipping his toe back in
2: um, I, I think he doesn't want. So he used to have a tight connection with the Cubs, the organization. So, like I said, I mean, like they literally contacted him to make this these paintings for uh, Maddox and Jenkins. So I don't think he wants anything to do with the organization. I think you could still buy things. I don't think he's making anything new. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen him do a new Cubs painting in quite a while. So. You know, obviously he did he did the 2016 stuff, um, but I, I haven't seen him paint anything Cubs related in a long time. You know, there there's a lot of um, a lot of good Cubs artists out there. We talked about Matt Cammer, um, John Hanley's probably the most famous as far as, um, you know,
1: well, uh, Kathy Weedley. If you're looking for the big murals too, I mean, it, it depends on like. It, it, for what you're talking about yeah like collecting the art and stuff but there's there's other things too like uh, kathy weedley doing uh she's done a bunch of murals on uh, our friend john for kids wall he's painted the wrigley field scoreboard and uh you know i wouldn't even I, know where to start I, I, with that stuff
3: i've done a bunch of like really cool ass cube fans <laughs>
1: <laughs>
6: dude, also, if
1: you, uh, dude, we were way ahead of the game. We could could have sold those as NFTs if we had uh, known, like, in 2016 where everybody's going nuts and you're drawing Cubes fan. Oh, dude. Still could. To- still could. Hey, you That's- might as well, dude.
2: I mean, it's one of those things that uh, the other Austin Plock, you know, Austin, I mean, like, he's done a lot of great work for people. He's a great one. Dan St. Clair. Uh, has some great pieces. Um, he did one of the 69 team, one of the 84 team. Nice. He did a Kerry Wood one, which a couple of my friends got signed at the, um, at the national.
1: And uh, also, you know, people forget about um, like, I know you talk about something different, like that style of art, like those people are like fine artists, if you will, fine sports artists, but um, you know, ball Hawk, Dave, He's got an Etsy store. I'm putting that in the, uh, the gift guide that I'm putting out on Cubs Insider on Friday morning. Um, it, he's got an Etsy store where he makes all, takes all the baseballs that he gets plus other ones that he, he had, like he says, some from the World Series, for example, we've got baseballs from that and he turns it into jewelry. So he makes these pendants and in some he'll cut the piece of leather out of the ball which ruins the worth of the ball in a way, but he'll sell you the ball and the pendant for like 40 bucks. And it's just cool baseball jersey, uh, jewelry. He had, he gave one to my niece that was from the all-star game, uh, years ago. Um, they're really neat. Uh, I'm trying to find his Etsy store, but I mean, I, you wonder if like somebody will collect those fine artists, but they, col- people would collect something like that too. I mean, they collect the game used baseballs, the gamers and stuff like that. Those guys all sitting out there. um, Well, basically, I mean, do they sell those balls? I mean, I went down into Bleacher Jeff's house one time, and I wanted to borrow a ladder. And uh, he's like, be careful in there. And all of a sudden, like, all these baseballs fell on my head. And I'm like, dude, you have a lot of baseballs. Like, they're all from the game. And I'm like, well, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Like. What are they doing up in this closet? You know, probably waiting for a situation like you have, Crawley, where you can put them all up somewhere cool. So, um, but, like, I wonder about, like, this ball hawk jewelry. Is he, like, making the jewelry worth something because it's got this ball in it? Or is, is he ruining the worth that this ball might have ever had?
2: Yeah, you know, it really it, – it, I think it's just really – you enjoy it and that's where it is. I don't know if there's any value as far as, you know, is he able to prove it is basically, you know, the big question. So if he said something was from the all-star game last held at Wrigley Field in 1990, you know, if he's got proof of it, I'm sure it could have some value to it.
1: Yeah. I don't know what, what kind of proof would you need? Like a photograph of you being there and catching the ball or.
2: Right. And, And then how do you know that was the specific ball? It would just be too difficult.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, well, that, we saw it happen where they wouldn't even do it in the uh, in the bushes. So, yeah, I wonder if at this point it's they're just gonna it's gonna be another thing that they kind of take over. The MLB is gonna take this over, and it won't be. It'll all just be what they say things are. So, I wonder if I wonder if they can be trusted. With their authenticity marks and
2: Um, you have to you have to be very careful when you do the authenticity stuff. So otherwise, the whole you know it's it's like wait until the first umpire gets caught cheating. You know what I mean? It's like the integrity of the whole business is called into question. So no, I I think that they're going to try to be. It's I've seen they've done some specials showing about. Um, I, I saw like I forget what news program had it. Where they're kind of showing about how it all works, and it's a very tightly run ship. It's it, it doesn't leave their sight if it's going to be valued at something.
1: Yeah, it it's 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 a kind of a fascinating thing to me, you know, just you know how this all works and how it's changed over the years too, and because it always does change as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, what are you guys doing tonight? What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Yeah, some family stuff.
3: Yeah, I'm just having, you know, normal family Thanksgiving. Nothing much.
6: Uh, Dinner over at uh, Aunt and Uncle's and going to set up their uh, new Roku for them.
3: You're going to hook up a new Roku? Yeah. Yeah.
6: Oh, I actually just
3: got a new, uh, like, tiny mini computer uh, in the mail while we were
1: doing this show. And I'm going to hook that up tomorrow. Cool. I'm I'm buying uh, Michaels pizza right now. Right You're over on Broadway. Pizza? Well, it's hopefully it's not your pizza cuz I think your pizza is probably about as good as your singing. But uh uh no, I, it's Michaels pizza down on uh Broadway. Just delicious, my favorite pizza in the neighborhood. Still uh, you know pretty decent prices on them and I don't know, I just really like it, so. So that's I ordered be your it. Uh, meal tomorrow. Is that what you're saying? No, no. My, I'm I'm going to my mom's retirement community uh, for for Thanksgiving dinner number one. Um, because uh, with, like that's that's early because you know most of the people in there are in their 70s, 80s, and stuff like that. So we're eating about noon, and and I it's like a restaurant style thing. So I will probably have some beef, and then I'm going over to some friends later on. Little Friendsgiving. oh Dennis, you know Dennis. Yeah, Dennis, uh, Cardinals fan friend. So I'm going to a Cardinals fan Thanksgiving. It's 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 like the original Thanksgiving, when a Cubs fan and a Cardinals fan sat down together, <laughs> and then one of them slaughtered the
3: other one's entire family.
1: Exactly. Which so say goodbye to my family because it ain't going to be me. <laughs> I'm just showing up for the food. So I'm having I, a couple.
3: I almost
2: had that as my TFC. I was like, eh, that was it was uh talking about where was it bringing a deadly disease to people with no immunity is a very authentic thanksgiving reenactment
1: brilliant i love it yeah. well and you know and i am a little worried i was thinking about today not to like get totally on baseball subject but about um you know the cba uh, well it's kind of about the baseball but the cba and covid protocols and like how you see the shit show that the and that the um, and NFLs kind of become with you know vaccines and like they mandated it, they straight mandated it. Otherwise, we're on different protocols. And whether they're going to try to put that into the, the union negotiations, I know that didn't they do it for the umpires? Like, I mean, they're uh, you know, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens with all that stuff. Right, because you know, this I, don't,
3: I don't even know which which side of the argument the union comes down on. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. know if they want them to be vaccinated and protect themselves, or if they don't want anybody to tell them to be vaccinated. Like it's really hard to tell where they're at.
4: Yeah. Well,
1: and, and somebody brought it up the other day on I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook or whatever, but I saw it and. <clears throat> It was kind of like an interesting question. I was like, damn it, there's going to be so many kind of interesting questions answered, you know, not just with like society at large, but with the CBA and like how to move forward. And like the frustrating thing right now with the Cubs, like to like bring it back to that before we like get out of here is that, you know, with every, I don't think it, though it's frustrating for us as fans is that we feel like we deserve to have a few more questions answered for us like pretty much at all times, you know, like the first time with the rebuild or the, you know, they, they let us know what they were going to do. And granted they rebuilt everything this time. They call it the retool, but you know, what does that mean? Like, does that mean that you're just not going to do shit, still charge us $12 for beer, but not put anybody on the fields? Like, because that changes people's economic behavior as Cub fans. If you know that, like there's more and more season ticket holders going to be taking it on the chin In the secondary market, there's no way people are going to show up and drink those expensive beers. And then you're, you know, you built all the shit around it. You built a TV station. You're not going to put anything up there. You're just not going to compete for a few years. Just seems like, you know, that they would want to. I know we've been. I'm beating a dead horse here, but uh, you know, that it it seems like they would want to do something, even if it was one of those. You know, teams of the '80s where you got excited because you were 500 in the end of May, you know, kind of thing. Just like give us that kind of veteran guys you've heard of team. I mean, that's how the Giants kind of did it this year, in a in a way.
2: Well, you know, they, with with the Giants and the way that they did it, yeah, they kept some veterans and they they supplemented around. Um, you know, with the Cubs, it was one of those things where they just, all their players' contracts were coming up at the same time, and nobody was done, and it was either pay them or don't, and they didn't.
1: Yeah. And, and and uh, you know, and the Giants, they kept signing people. They're collecting pitchers, if you will, to bring it back to both of our conversations. Um, so the we thing probably, about the
3: CBA is we're only going to have to wait until July to find out what it is.
1: You really think it's going to take that long? Oh, yes. (laughs)
3: 100%. I don't, I mean, I hope I'm wrong. I don't know that there's going to be baseball in 2022.
1: I mean, I mean, they, people have shot themselves in the foot before. I mean, we saw what happened with, uh,
3: you know, the COVID year. You know, they had it. Everything was locked in. Everything was good. And then all of a sudden, the owners came back and tried to do something different. And it, they were like, yeah, we're not going to do this. And then they ended up waiting until the point that they, you know, like nobody wanted to play at that point. The 60 game season, that was just sort of a fail safe thing that they both had.
1: It was implemented, the players never agreed to it.
3: Right, but it but that's what I'm saying. Like, there was some sort of a, a thing that, like, if they didn't play, they didn't get paid, but they had to do at least 60 games or whatever. However that worked, but there was, yeah, it was just, I guess we're playing and nobody can negotiate anymore, but they negotiated themselves and would have kept negotiating themselves out of an entire season that year. So I feel like they'll just do that again.
6: So you don't think they're going to learn from their past mistakes? They never have before, so I don't know why they'd start now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, billionaires just throw more money at the problem. So, well, uh, thanks for all showing up. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I I think we could pretty much say uh, sayonara right now. Um, But, uh, you know, it's, it's been an interesting year, a year that I don't think any of us expected and um, but we we can get in all this the the sob story of putting. Nobody the,
3: ever expects
1: the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> um, God, that that was a good sketch. But you know, I, I was watching Monty Python the other day, and some of it just didn't really hold up. You know, but that's to be expected with comedy. So guys, uh, well, happy Thanksgiving. Go be with your families. Go. Be with your friends and hope everything is good for everybody. But we can uh, double Spagog out of here, I guess.
3: Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, hey, the Bears are going to be playing the Lions, so they might actually win tomorrow. Woo! That's a good thing.
1: Mm. <laughs> I, I think I'll take the Lions. It'll be my first bet I've placed all year.
2: <laughs> yeah, we we got what we got three hundred dollars worth of free gambling now.
1: Yeah, it's a lock. <laughs> um. So. <laughs>
5: That's SleepingDogsMovie.com slash Wondery.
4: What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? (laughs) Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard,